Missy promette del terzo trono. Oh, please don't stop on my account. Unlike everyone else here, I actually enjoy your beautiful voice. In fact, Aiden, I, you know, I'm going to need somebody to sing the lyrics to the new theme song for the show, and I think you're absolutely perfect for that job. You know what? I got it. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Oh. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, that's good. it's time for the show. You know, I was willing to give you a chance, man, and I was trying to tell you. Stop. Time, don't just, come on. Stop. stop. You know. Come in. John. Hello, I am Elias. So who wants to walk with Elias? Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. It feels so good to say that. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. And welcome back. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a very long while looking because I still do stuff on the website and I'm looking at the dates on the last uh, <laughs> the podcast we put out. And Oof, like, uh, I don't even want, I don't even want to know. Yeah, I won't tell you. <laughs> Before we get into this particular episode, which is actually the best of 2017... There's a big asterisk on there, even. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about what we're doing here with the Future of Wrestling House show. I won't take too long in explaining this. I'll do my best. Mm -hmm. So, as we do this episode, the best of 2017, we're going to put it right up front on the disclaimer that this is pretty much predominantly a WWE-centric awards show. Between the two of us, mm -hmm. we pretty much watched every match and every show that WWE put out. That includes NXT. And main event. Main event, 205, what have you. Yes. Smackdown Raw, of course. Pay-per-views. Yes. yes. Uh, we love all aspects of wrestling, independent wrestling, international wrestling, international independent wrestling, <laughs> yes. and everything in between. So with this one, we'll be a WWE-centric awards show. We'll talk about maybe some things that are off topic of that, but not too much. Yeah. And then leading up to basically when we do the awards next year, we're going to be a lot more thorough and varied. And uh, giving all the promotions a shot, mm. but I just want—I just wanted to do a nice award show. Who doesn't yeah. love a list show and an award show? Absolutely. And I will say, maybe not all promotions, because I don't know that even the relaunch of the Wrestling House show is going to get me to watch Impact on a weekly basis. Ooh, we'll see. I really yeah. don't think that's true. But I will say that, like for me, over this past year, I did. Well, I've been into New Japan. I've gotten into it more over the past couple of years because I was living in Japan for a couple of years. Yes. So I was there and I saw the product live, which was amazing. Yeah. But you I also went to Wrestle Kingdom ten. Yes. Yeah. So. You, so this this man right here was bear witness 
to the Styles Nakamura match that, that set the world on fire yep. that got them signed. Like, right, I mean, yep. I'm sure they were going to get signed before that. Right. But this is the one, this is the catalyst yep. for the buzz yep. that those guys brought to the WWE. I was there. I bought my Nakamura shirt in Japan that night before that's, I knew that he was even coming to WWE. That's, that's brilliant. But uh, So I've been watching a lot more of that over the last year. And I'm getting into stardom. I got into stardom over this past year, and I'll be watching a lot more of that. I'm going to try to stay current on that. And that's all female Japan, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So I'm going to be... So this is me over this next year. Okay. New Japan, stardom, WWE products, and I'm going to try to stay as up-to-date on ROH as well. That's a ton of stuff, but I am starting the year with my resolution. Let's see if I keep it. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Global slash impact slash whatever just inked with Twitch. So they're going to be more watchable on the internet. So oh, you can watch the streaming? Are they going to like... I think so. I think that's the deal. As of uh, recording today, I think that's right. what's happening. They announced something this week. I have a Twitch account that I never use. Ah, all right. Well, <laughs> uh, what we're also going to do on these future episodes of Wrestling House Show... If you're into talking about the current product and current events, we will be doing a monthly wrap-up show for each month where we will award the matches of the week, no matter what fed it is, leading up to match of the month that we will award at the end of that episode. Mm -hmm. And in addition to all that, this is basically going to be your WWE Network guide. And we're going to review all the super cards, all the pay-per-views, and maybe even stuff that's not on the network. Basically, all-time supercards, let's say of the modern era. I'd say you can count on us for, like, you know, pretty much around that 83 and up. Maybe just getting into Mania 1 mode. And right. then anything forward after that. Yeah. And then we're going to do your channel guides on that. We'll do more detail about what we're going to do with that. But we're, we're going to be posting episodes galore uh, to basically tell you, should you watch this uh, this particular event or not right. what's the best part about it is there any good parts about it what's the bad parts about it we're just going to do the reviews that you're used to if you're a longtime friends of wrestling house show is that enough intro that's Chris? a lot of stuff a lot of stuff for the listeners a lot of stuff for us and let's just get into the awards because i know people want to know what we thought about the year in wrestling of 2017 yes and keep up give us your awards as mm. you hear the categories jot them down yourself don't let us lead you into all yeah. that. I mean, feel free to copy and this off is of kind our of, homework if yeah, you want. You know, This is kind of based loosely on the PWI Awards. So yes. Some of the same categories that we were inspired by, but I think we kind of made maybe a couple of our own. We left some out. I don't know if we made any new ones, but we left some out from there because it was like, I don't care about that. Well, let's start off with this one. Why not? Yeah. Uh, this is based off of a PWI Award, but okay. since I think this the definition of the word rookie Mm. I think is really hard to define yeah. this day and age. Of course, technically a rookie is somebody who wrestles their first match that year. Right. But let's tweak it a bit. And I'm going to call this, as far as, especially we're going to go with America for sure. Because mm -hmm. that's very important when you talk about who I think the winner of this award is. Okay. But TV Rookie of the Year, Chris. Okay. So, Chris... We did a rock, paper, scissors prior to going on the air. And uh, I, in a rare instance, I actually won the two out of three, which never happens. <laughs> so I guess I get to lead for TV Rookie of the Year. And I'm going to be talking about this guy a lot on this episode. Just spoiler. But mm -hmm. I, I can't believe Pete Dunne came into my life this year, Chris. Yeah. Basically starting at the beginning of the year. Literally the first week of January, they right. had the UK tournament for the new UK title. Which was supposed to be for the supposed future UK Federation. Yeah, right. <laughs> the WWE was spearheading. Yeah. 
They announced at the time, too, I think. I think so. During the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't get that far yet. Yeah. But two out of three, they did. Right. And once again, I mean, there's a stellar talent pool on there. I I will say, I, I wasn't as inspired watching this as I was the Cruiserweight Classic. No. I, you've heard me say this a billion yeah. times, but for the listeners out there, I consider the that initial Cruiserweight Classic to be probably the greatest thing WWE has done, for me personally, since mm. WrestleMania, like, was invented. Right, right. So I love the Cruiserweight Classic a lot. UK yeah. Tournament was badass, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Really cool, and like I said, Pete Dunne, just came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like I'm jealous of the Europeans. Like, they've, they've seen this guy for years because right. apparently they start wrestling when they're eight. And <laughs> yeah. and they're like 20-year rookies by the time people know about him. You right. know, like, of course, that's an exaggeration. But this guy, Pete Dunn, man, who there's people in this tournament. Like, Bate, Tyler Bate apparently trained Pete Dunn. From, and Tyler's like 20 years yeah, old. Was, like, yeah. what, what's up with that? Like, what the hell? Yeah. But... Pete Dunn, he is a cruiserweight, technically, uh, as far as weight class goes. Yeah, I guess but, so. It's hard. Like, when you watch the tournament, it's one of those things where everybody's kind of the same size and they yeah. all look big. Yeah. But then I'm sure if he stood next to, like, someone like John Cena or something, he'd be tiny. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's hard for me to believe that he's a cruiserweight, but yeah. yes, he is. The bruiserweight. The bruiserweight, because he's he's a cruiserweight size and yeah. weight, but he wrestles like an old school European badass yeah. is from that school of Dave Taylor, yeah. Fit Finley, William Regal, of course, Stephen Regal, however you want to call him. Right. But just that great style that's just, I think, super fun to watch. If you're into dissecting body parts, submission culture, just good old-fashioned bully boy yeah. stuff. I mean, Pete Dunne is the future of wrestling and my every time he was on TV, that's the thing. And he didn't get he didn't get signed like full time to NXT. He didn't get signed to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. He's just in this UK thing that's like purgatory right now. Like, right. but every time he has been booked on television, it's appointment television for me. Yeah, everything he's done this year has been my favorite thing this year. So right <laughs> off the bat, I'm just it's gonna be the Pete Dunn show for me personally. Right. So my TV win, rookie win all the awards. <laughs> I, 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 I struggled not to give him every award. It's tough to argue against that, and when you said Pete Dunne, I'm like, yeah, I kind of have to agree, because I'm, I was struggling to think about who I hadn't seen before that they debuted this year that made an impact on me, and I would have to I, I think I agree, my Rookie of the Year is also Pete Dunne, because he is, like you said, everything. I think he's the only UK tournament guy that got a t-shirt like for sale on the shop. Yeah, I, th- I, think you're, shop. I think you might be right. Yeah. I think maybe there's a Mustache Mountain t-shirt, maybe okay. at this yeah, point, yeah. but that's that goes for Tyler and Wolf game, right? Or that goes for Tyler and Trent Seven, right? Which they're they're super fun to watch. They're super yeah. great. I mean, Bate won the freaking title. Yeah. He beat Pete Dunn in in the finals. But the way they built Pete Dunn up in the tournament, yeah. Like the first night, he was the top heel, yeah. the top wrestler, probably the favorite. Yeah. And they even did a bit on online and on the post show where he, you know, where right. Triple H got in his face, but he also kind of like, yeah, good job, kid. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Regal was pissed at him. So there's that, that cool, that cool like, little up and down, like. Whenever I see Regal look like he's actually really pissed at someone and get in their face like that, yeah. that like makes me go, oh, this is really, really cool. Yeah. And he did that a few times with Pete Dunne over the next few months. Yeah. Because when I watched the tournament, it took me, I didn't watch the tournament. It, it took me a little while because I was in school at the time. Right. I watched it a month or two later. But then when I went back and watched it, I was like, okay, the first day was, was, was pretty, it was good. And the second day was really good. And, but... 
I kind of came away feeling that even though I liked what Pete Dunne did and I thought he had the best story in there, I was like, okay, Tyler Bate is going to be the guy. Yeah. Because he's really good. And he's super likable. Yeah. And then over the next few months, when Pete Dunne kept coming back and then they had those matches and Pete Dunne just like skyrocketed past him. Yeah. So. He really did. I mean, I hate to say that. Bates great. Seven's yeah. great. They're they're super cool, super fun yeah. to watch. I've been doing this for a hundred years. Yeah. Even though they're all in their early twenties. Yeah. Like getting the explanation that Tyler Bates Tyler Driver is called the Tyler Driver ninety seven because he was fucking born in nineteen ninety seven. Right. That's ridiculous, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> we were fully conscious and watching the Attitude Era. I was <laughs> I, that was the year that I got back into pro wrestling because of you. It's Tyler it Bates' life. Yeah, that's his whole life. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so I had already been a fan, stopped being a fan for a few years, and got back when he was born. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, so, and yeah, Pete Dunne, last thing I'll say right now about him is, like, he's in that, like you mentioned, he's not technically on WWE every week or every month, even. He's in that really cool area that's the, really, it's kind of like the last frontier of, like, modern wrestling, where they have these guys that, they're not signed, but they still are WWE guys. They bring them in, and that's what's cool about NXT, I think, is that they bring these people in, but you see them at Evolve or Progress or whatever, it's that feeling that you we never felt that before um going yeah. back like up until recently actually yeah. because they wouldn't do that kind of thing but now they're more open it feels more like a worldwide thing yeah. instead of this like cloistered it's just these guys yeah now it's more like everybody has a chance so it makes it feel like a world title for real this time yeah know? i have a very distinct memory going all the way back to the first year of Raw, 1993, Chris. Yeah. It's, it's as apropos. We're up to the 25th anniversary yeah, of Raw. Yeah, and I remember watching these episodes. I was reading in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I was reading Pro Wrestling Illustrated very consistently at that point. Yeah. And when Jim Cornette showed up on Raw, and then they were like, He-Man, just a Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. That was said on a WWE broadcast. And even then, I knew the impact at that time that that had because they had never acknowledged any federation ever up to that point. They would would say that generic thing that they say a lot now, wrestled all over the world. But they never actually publicly acknowledged a fed. So they're they're still not doing that in NXT, but the fact that they have a working relationship with Gabe, running Evolve, and people like that... They're really getting those relationships built up a lot all over the world now, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in addition to starting networks in all the different countries with all the yeah. different commentators. Yeah, that's but, cool. I like it, yeah. But having these kind of relationships out there, I never thought I'd see it, first of all. Yeah. It just shows you how big they've grown ever since they won the war, also. Yeah. That's absolutely. the other thing. That's the other side about it. But, yeah, I just... Uh, the fact that if you went to WrestleMania weekend, apparently, this last year mm-hmm. over in Florida... You would go to an independent super show that was happening that wasn't WWE show, mm. and you actually saw the UK title being defended yeah, that's at crazy. that show. Yeah. That that's something else. That's yeah. mind blowing. Is yeah. what that is. So that yeah, it's a real interesting time. I, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with the UK thing, but I guess that's a whole other episode. Yeah, I they promised it, it hasn't happened yet. That's I mean, half the reason they signed Nigel. And I'm so, so happy oh, that yeah. they signed Nigel. Yeah. I practically had him down for TV Rookie of the Year. <laughs> as far as, I mean, like, yeah. it, it's, it's for those of you who don't know, back in, like, what, 2007, they had signed, when they signed Daniel Bryan, they literally on the same day signed Nigel McGinnis. Yeah. 
and he failed his physical, which turns out he had a lot of issues that would prevent him from even actually being a pro wrestler uh, after a few years. He yeah. was just, he had, it was just, he had a forced retirement after a while. So I was like, wow, Nigel and Daniel, or at the time Brian, mm-hmm. both get signed. I was like, Nigel's going to be a world champion in that company. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I'm like, I hope, I hope Brian does good. Like, right. I was like, <laughs> I hope he does really good. Yeah. Nigel's a star. Yeah. Brian will be fine. He'll he's he'll be their mechanic. Like that's how I th- that's how I saw it going. Back honestly, then, yeah, that's kind of how it felt. Yeah, yeah, because Nigel was a rock star, right? Man. So yeah, just seeing him now, at least I get to hear and see Nigel on my TV every week. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just glad that he has a career still in pro wrestling <laughs> right. because yeah, he is absolutely. one of the greatest wrestlers that most people don't know about. Still, I think. Yeah, it's weird to think that. I mean, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but it's. A long time ago, really, that yeah. he was like the ROH champ, and him and Brian were having those insane matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Anyway, so a uh, little little uh, emotional TV rookie of the year for mm-hmm. Nigel McGinnis. There, yes. <laughs> we don't have an announcer award because the last thing I think about when it comes to WWE is like commentary that I love. <laughs> oh man, it's <laughs> like I like the NXT table now. Yeah, it's more of an aloe. Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson is fine. He's fine. He, he's, he's, Percy does that every man. Yeah. And I can't believe, I was talking to you about this a few months ago probably, is that I'm surprised how much I don't mind when they had um, David Otunga. Mm. For a guy who's like, you know, kind of an elitist on paper. Yeah. He's a very good everyman commentator. Yeah, I kind of, he was all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and Percy kind of does that too. And sometimes yeah. I don't even know Percy's there until he says something after five minutes. Yeah, he doesn't say much. But that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Because yeah. I don't need a four fucking man table. Yeah. Like they had last year. Oh, yeah. Man, I, mm, <laughs> this is, this is a show of positivity. Okay, 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 okay. I just want to say. It's the, PG show. No. The raw table, I hate it. Oh man, and I could spend a long time talking about all the reasons I hate it. I love Booker T, but I think he's getting buried by his table mates. Oh man. And I despise how they interact with him. Yeah, they so, need, they need to be a star. Yeah. So, that's all. What's the next category? I'm hoping maybe we'll split this one because right. I, I was doing Breakout Star of the Year. I think we might split this one. And I had Pete Dunn on mine, so okay. that'll save us some time. <laughs> all right. So, Chris, who's your breakout star of the year? Well, with some of these individual awards, I did give it to people outside the company sometimes mm-hmm. because I was getting into more of, like I said, the other stuff. And there were I was following some of these people that I would see in, in ROH or New Japan or whatever, and they would go to these different places, even WWE. So I almost, I have two that I want to talk about real quick. Okay. Because I, gave, I nearly gave the breakout star of the year to Marty Skrull. Ooh, because yeah. he had a good year this year. That's definitely. I mean, I would definitely send him a trophy as well as yeah. whatever else you have picked. Yeah, yeah. because that guy's going to be a player. Yeah, and he already is a player. Right. But it's only a matter of time before WWE has them in his uh, yeah. in their claws. You know, right for sure. Because I started watching a lot more ROH over the summer when I was uh, on like in a gap in my school. And that was around the time he got initiated into the Bullet Club. And mm-hmm. after that, man, he just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Like, he went yeah. to his first time in New Japan. He competed in the Super Junior Tournament. He didn't do that great, but he did have a great showing. And he eventually did win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. He won the ROH TV title. So his year was just fantastic. We got to see him wrestle live. Yeah, got yeah. to see him live. He has the best-selling shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. He does. Yeah, which That's is amazing. a shirt. Yeah. Considering that Jericho... Oh, yeah, guys like Jericho, all the Bullet Club stuff. Yeah. Hogan has a shirt on. Yeah. You know, he's got shirts on there now. And Scr- Marty's outselling all of them. Yeah. So I kind of fell in love with Marty Skrull. Yeah. 
But I think someone had a more of a breakout year than that. And wow. it is someone that we saw in a WWE ring this year. She competed in the Mae Young Classic, and I have to give it to Tony Storm. Oh, wow. Because she had an amazing year as well. She did compete in the Mae Young Classic, of course. She made it to the semifinals. Yes. She had a great match. Or she, all of her matches were great. Yeah. But she built, like, progressively, each one got better, yeah. I think. And I was doing that thing on the front of all of the competitors in yeah. the Young Classic. Because I've only seen, I'll be generous and say I've seen a third of them wrestle mm. beforehand. Yeah. Whether I'd heard about them or not. Sure. But I, I did the thing where I judged them based on their appearance and what I yeah. thought the WWE saw in them. Right. And some of these were for the fans. Some of these I thought, well, maybe these are people that they're going to start pushing in the future because they have a certain look or right. whatever. And I thought, ah, she's probably going to be fluff, this Tony Storm. But, yeah. man, she kicks so much yeah. ass. And what, like Tyler, is she like 20? She's 21? like 21, I think, now. Yeah. yeah, something like that. She's super young, so yeah. she's practically a rookie. Yeah. But I, I had just started watching Stardom a few months before that. She is actually signed to Stardom. She's signed to that company where she's been the SWA champion, which is like this title where the challenger has to be from a different country than the person holding the title. So it's huh. like an international kind of thing. Okay. So like a Japanese can't fight a Japanese. And that's how I think huh. Tony, I don't know if Tony Storm won it from a Japanese woman or not, but it's, it's to try to get sure. international people. Cause they get people from all over the world in there. I could dig it. She's held that title. She barely defends it ever. Right. But she did become the first ever progress women's champion in May. And she was in the first female main event of progress uh, championship wrestling. Wow. And she won the Stardom, the World of Stardom title, the top title in Stardom, later that year. So from the time that she entered the Mae Young Classic, after that she just exploded. And like she is, she's at the tops of Stardom. She's just all over the world now. She's an international star, and that happened this year. So I think I have to give the breakout star to Tony Storm. I like it, man. I like it. Yeah. She will come up in the conversation later, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one I'd like to do. If you don't mind. Sure. Since I think this is almost kind of the same thing, but I think there are differences. I think this is more so from a technical standpoint as far as wrestling goes. Okay. Purely wrestling, the most improved mm -hmm. of the year. And, well, for me, mine is definitely also push and wrestling. But at the same time, I do believe that this person really found the light switch this year. Okay. We may even tie this. I, I have a feeling we might, actually. I have a couple in mind, so we'll see. Somebody who was basically making other people look good, and then maybe he had enough of it, or some... I don't even know what the circumstances are. Mm. But out of nowhere, before their big push, even, I saw improvement. That's the important part. Yeah. This person was not only putting people over, but giving them good matches, and, like, I just didn't think that it was an accident that like somebody would come in and have a big debut mm -hmm. and this guy always seemed to be at the ring with him within a few weeks mm -hmm. and i noticed that and i think that's another reason why this person got the push but massively improved wrestling matches and just overall hey i'm gonna watch this guy andrea c and Amos has to be most improved of the year you're, yeah. you're nodding do you Are, he's tops of my list too. yeah yeah i was nice. gonna say the same thing yeah, I mean, like, I, I I didn't know where they were going with him. I thought he was going to get lost in the shuffle, like yeah. the, like they'd done with Jose, for instance. He was getting lost in the shuffle, yeah. I think. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't even know where No Way Jose is. Is he hurt again? What is he? I'm you know, sure. like, yeah, yeah, I don't even know. But that was another one of those guys. I'm like, well, how far is he going to go? Is he yeah. going to go anywhere? Are they just going to get rid of him? I thought mm -hmm. they – I didn't think they were going to get rid of him, but I thought they were going to job him out a lot. Yeah. I didn't see this year coming at all, but it wasn't until Mania week – and I think that's when he had the match with Aleister Black, if I'm not assuming. I was like, 
no, that was really good. And yeah. I had seen both of them wrestle before. I'd seen Alistair's Tommy in on an independent circuit. Mm-hmm. I knew he was really good. But when I saw him against Almas, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Both of these guys. And hopefully on the horizon, looks like they're actually going to be feuding over the title at some point. Yeah. And that's going to be great. But, yeah. Jeez. It yeah. took me a little while. You mentioned Tommy. Or, or Sorry, Alistair Black. It took me a little while on him before because he didn't do anything like the way they built him up and i did i hadn't seen tommy end yeah. other than the uk tournament when he showed up there like that was the only exposure i had to him but yeah the match he had with almost was great like but almost his matches got better throughout the year i think yeah. and he just he was one of those guys where i was i didn't really know him before he came to nxt and then when he had his first few matches the first few months i was like okay i mean yeah and then yeah. he he was good and then it kind of it felt like the story that they built for him over this past year, where it was like he's complacent, he's not really even trying. Yeah. That's what it seemed like it was actually happening. It could be. They so, do that sometimes, yeah. you know. So, so. It, it felt like that story was born out of him realizing, like, hey, like I, I can do better than this. Mm-hmm. And then they just built the story around it, which I think those are the best stories that come yeah. from reality, you know. And they just build it up like that. I think Zelina Vega did help. Yeah, a lot too. She was. She he needed he yeah. needed a manager. Like yeah. that's the other thing is yeah. that like he's a, he's a decent personality. Yeah, but she is a very colorful personality yeah. that yeah. it's like the art imitates life thing, and it's like yeah. you really do believe that she's actually booking his matches yeah. Yeah. and coaching him, showing him tape. Like I get that visual yeah. with them. It just it yeah. just works absolutely. And the cool thing is, she barely does anything. She's she's there. For support, yeah. but she barely does anything in the matches. Every once in a while, she'll do something. Oh, oh but she was all over that world title match. Yeah, that was, was the best part. Bit, like yeah. she really came to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. But <laughs> almost in the ring, just start to finish these last few months has, yeah. are towards the end of 2017. We just, I mean, I, I had to watch every one of his matches, and I've watched many of his matches more than once. Yeah. And I haven't done that with everything else. I haven't said this since the name I'm going to mention, but. I haven't said that, like, you know, because as we're coming strictly from this is a male person of Latino descent kind of thing. Sure. And if anybody's going to be the next Eddie Guerrero for that specific nature, I think Almas has it. I think think he's potentially the next Eddie. If you're looking for a guy like that, that's the guy you need to be watching. And if he's only going to get better, it's going to get scary. Like, he's going to be a world champion on any show he wants to go to or any country he wants to compete in, yeah. he will be that good after a while. Absolutely. Like, he will be a top guy. In the 100% agreement. I almost gave it to Velveteen Dream for the most improved. That's a lot of improvement, Because too. I remember Talk watching Patrick Clark matches, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, this guy's not going to be around much longer. And then Velveteen Dream happened. And I was like, the match he had with Aleister Black. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. We're going to have some matches of the year towards the end of the show, yeah. so uh, to be continued. <laughs> Man, what do you want to do next? Chris, you you uh, you grab the next award. Okay. You got well, the trophies over there. Just <laughs> grab whatever you want. All right, so most improved, let's move on to comeback of the year. Yeah. This is one that I had um, have trouble with this every year because I don't remember like when people were gone and when they come back. It, like the the year is just like this one long blur, and it seems like because there's no off season. Yeah, like the beginning half of the year doesn't feel like it was the same year as the latter half of the year. Yeah. But I have a couple names on my list, and one of them I'll go ahead and say it. I almost gave it to Zelina Vega. 
because I did see her in Impact, and well, I yeah. thought I thought she was done. I thought she was yeah. done with wrestling, or on that level, yeah. you know. But the fact that she came back into WWE and is with the maybe the best champ in the company, maybe I almost gave it to her, but I didn't. I'm gonna go with another one. But that, wait, before you do that, yeah. isn't it great that Sarita and Rosita are like hanging out <laughs> now right. at the performance center, yeah. like all the time? Yeah, I that, love it. that was one of the cool things. I like yeah. the. To knowing that relationship, and yeah, 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 I saw. I think I saw some tweets from Sarah Stock. It's like, hey, like my sister is yeah. this year, yeah, something like that. Okay, I interrupted. Back cool. to your award no, choice. Yeah. Who gets it? So my comeback of the year is one that you're probably not going to know. So I'll explain it to you because it happened in Stardom. Oh, okay. Um, around the time where Kyrie Sane. Uh, left stardom to come to WWE, and we all know what happened with that. I love Kyrie Sane. Uh, I wish she was in more of my tops of this year, but I think her time will come. Oh yeah, come later. Yeah, I'm not worried about her yeah. at all. But at the same time, so in stardom, there were three top women in the company. It was Kyrie Sane. It was a woman named Mayu Iwatani, and a woman named Io Shirai, who is probably their best wrestler and one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Yoshirai. And when Kyrie Sane came to WWE and everybody knew that she signed, there were rumors that Shirai was going to sign as well. And apparently that was a done deal. She was going to sign, but she got injured. She got oh. she had a neck injury over oh. the summer. And so the deal quietly went away. That's the rumors. I don't know if that's fact or not. Okay. But the truth is, yes, she got injured and she was out with a neck injury for a good portion of the year. Hmm. Then later on in the year, she comes back and she For pretty a neck much injury same yeah, year. Yep. Wow. It was only like that's some John Cena stuff. I think she had surgery, and it was <laughs> a couple months, maybe two, three months, maybe. She must have had the Kurt Angle one. I where, guess. Yeah. Yeah. But she's she's back. She is top form again. She's not at the top because Tony Storm is up there at the top, but she's chasing her. And Shirai, she has the the basically the intercontinental title of stardom it's okay. the wonder of stardom title and so i think her comeback because i thought i thought she was coming wwe but she didn't she got injured and she was at the bottom she yeah. came back and now she's nearly at the top so that's that's why i'm giving it to her gotcha uh i initially had i would say that probably up until a few months ago this was up for grabs for me mm. mickey james had a decent comeback i mean she didn't win the title yeah. That would have, I think I actually would have been fine with that. I know some people are like, there's the whole, and I have this, uh, I have a lot of talks about this with my wife, who thankfully loves watching wrestling with me as well. She was against Mickey James winning the title. Number one, she's a big Alexa Bliss fan. And number two, she's like, I don't need old people winning the title. And that's not, <laughs> and she, I'm just saying it generally, but yeah. she's not saying it that shitty. Mm. But, but like, it's just like, you know, it's, it's time, you know, veterans need to give the rub to the young people and i yeah. think for the most part that's true but i would have liked to have seen i think mickey would have deserved to tie trish but at the same time maybe just leave it be i'm sure there's a lot of discussion and debate over whether yeah. or not that could be a thing i think i mean i think someone of mickey's stature would give a lot of weight to the title like for some for her to carry it even for like a month or two that's what i'm saying like yeah. i think it would have been a short reign yeah and Alexa would have won it back. Yeah, that's how I kind of saw it happening, yeah. and I thought the build made sense for her to, for Mickey to yeah. win. Yeah, you know, they needed some a, kind of payoff with that because I never yeah. really felt like we got any. Yeah, I mean, but they had one of the better women's pay per view matches of the year. Yeah. I really do yeah. believe that that match was really stellar match, yeah. and you know, so it was almost Mickey. But I gotta say, uh, if the last few months hadn't happened, 
this would not have been my winner. This probably would have been the winner last year if Fates had uh, been right for this guy. But Shelton Benjamin, I yeah. think, has the comeback of the year. I mean, with the handful of matches, once they finally got cooking with Gable, because it was slow yeah. starting, man. Yeah. Like, like you were like, huh. And the <laughs> first match they had on TV together, yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to break up really quick because they had no chemistry yeah. and they're almost kind of like just not jiving at all. Right. But I'm like, I guess that was real because they don't didn't really mention it anymore after that. Yeah. So they just had a couple like, uh, and then they got that title shot and it was bad because there was like a count out or some, yeah. some bullshit like that. But once a couple of these last few matches happen, it's like, okay. Yeah, the last, pretty much the last month yeah. of, of 2017, they really yeah. started to gel and it felt... Yeah. I th- I feel like they are on their way to being better than American Alpha, and I really loved oh. American Alpha, but I think that Benjamin brings more to the team than Jordan did. Uh, I like Jason Jordan, yeah, but it, I loved American Alpha yeah. for the record, but they they were it they they, they deserved better, yeah, and they fell into that thing with tag teams like the same thing that like Enzo and Cast did, the bod villains, yeah, and, they have yeah. one thing that they do in a match, and that's what they do every time. Yeah. Gable gets beat up, Jason Jordan rips off his to singlet and yeah. suplexes everyone. That's yeah. every single match. Yeah, but with Benjamin and Gable, they they interact a lot more. It's a lot mm-hmm. more back and forth. Either one yeah. of them can be in the ring at any given time, yeah. and there's a lot more of that that you don't know what to expect yeah. necessarily. Well, the way that the teams are, especially on SmackDown, I gotta say, you yeah. can't have that formula. Yeah. You just you, that's old. You gotta yeah. evolve because yeah. everybody's stepped up. They yeah, SmackDown tag division is <laughs> my favorite yeah. thing. Besides Pete Dunn, the <laughs> SmackDown tag division is my right. favorite thing of the year. Yeah. Those things will be dominating this match list later on. Right. Okay. But yeah, I just say, say Shelton just because, I mean, yeah, it was a lean year for comebacks. Yeah. We'll just say it right yeah, there. Yeah. It's I don't know, a lot of people will put the Hardys on the list. Fine. That's fine. Do what you want. Yeah. But I think that the money is in Shelton and it's just like, he's freaking ageless, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot left in the tank and he's going to give back a lot and he's going to make a star out of Chad Gable. Absolutely. Hooker Crook. Chad Gable is a star. Yeah, I was looking forward to Chad Gable's single career. After, I know, man. Like after I, Jordan bailed and went to Raw. Yeah, I think they want him to that match he had with AJ Styles. Oh, that yeah, was great. That was great. It was AJ oh, Styles, of yeah. course, but I mean, he had oh, other matches with other people that were really good. Too. I want to see more of him versus AJ. I want to see more of him versus guys like Dillinger. Yeah, Rude. Yeah, you know, man, his the, title comes. Ziggler. Yeah, possibilities are in us. Oh yeah. man, him and Ziggler getting to cook for yeah. a few minutes. Oh yeah. yeah. So I do think that Benjamin's comeback is inspiring to all of us who wish to achieve greatness because he will. I think I really like how with as good as the Usos New Day was, which I'm sure we'll talk about that later mm. a little bit more oh, yeah, or a lot are. more. <laughs> but to follow that act into the next feud, basically with the Usos, that's a tough act to follow. Yeah. And I think they're getting there. Long yeah. story short, it's inspiring to me. But who was your most inspirational wrestler of the year who inspired who was the most inspiring wrestler of the year for you well this this i'm gonna go a long way to give this award out okay. uh we talked about this person earlier a couple of times already in the episode uh, i'm a you know we we are doing a pro wrestling podcast here uh the granddaddy poobah in my opinion of wrestling podcasts is the art of wrestling mm-hmm. there's no other show like it and it stands on its own sure it's not a wrap-up show yeah it's wrestlers talking. It's it's a wrestler talking to other wrestlers yeah. about their life. Sure, and I know a lot about this guy's life because of our wrestling. I completely empathize. My heart breaks for this guy's life, 
and I think you should go and listen to his episode. So back when Aleister Black was Tommy End mm. is what I'm referencing. It's His life is rough enough to where I don't even want to talk about it on a show like this sure. because that's a different animal. But what he's been through in his life and the fact that he is, uh, has a potential to uh, have a great life now for himself if he wants it mm. is, I think, super inspiring. I think there's a lot of people... A lot more people than most people think have lives like this. And I'm glad a guy like Alistair is out there that is uh, turning every negative in his life he's ever had into a positive. I think every tattoo that he has on his body is uh, symbolizes something bad that has happened to wow. him that he has gotten over. Or he is probably never going to get over. Yeah, But I, I like that I knew that about him before he even inked a deal with WWE. And then I, be- oh, yeah. I became even more of a fan because you just hear these stories and on principle you want them to win in life. Sure. In any aspect, whether it's an actor or a politician or a sports yeah. guy or whatever, that guy's inspiring as all hell. And I don't know if anybody could ever be more deserving unless you're like, you know, like Gregory Irons or something or Zach Gowan. I mean, yeah. like that's, yeah. that's a different sport right there unto yeah. itself. But man, yeah, I got to give it to Alistair. And he was just a big bright point of the year for me. And yeah, uh, yeah. and he's he's only gonna get bigger as time goes on too. So oh yeah, he deserves sure. it, yeah. <laughs> man. <laughs> I there's no, uh yeah. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Alistair right. Black. I have to go listen to that episode. Yeah, that that one. I remember those. Those yeah. are the ones I remember. Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember little little stories like that. The show is super funny at times. Yeah, Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah okay <laughs> right. and that's why i root for cedric alexander now because of yeah. that show i'm like man that guy you know he's kind of a racks to riches mm. but he's also a freaking nerd oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like an alpha when he's in the ring yeah. you know it's yeah. like but he's a dork that's cool <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry go ahead who's Our, your inspirational wrestler of the my year? inspirational wrestler of the year uh i'm doing gonna do it again i'm gonna have to go to japan for this one happened during the super junior tournament this year my Inspirational Wrestler of the Year competed. He is Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, there and you go. Yes, this is... He announced in 2017 that 2017 Super Junior Tournament would be his last ever. So, he's competing in both the blocks. It was kind of like... You could kind of see how they were kind of negotiating people into where it was going to be mostly a tie. I think Liger was an A block. And in B block, like everybody tied, like right up until the end. So it was kind of you knew, like towards the end, who was going to win which matches. Okay. In A block, which Liger was, it was mostly like that. But like Takamichinoku was in that block as well, and Taka lost a lot of matches, but he won a couple. Liger at the end, on the last match of the round robin tournament, hadn't won a single match. He'd gotten beaten every single time when everyone else had won almost all their matches. And so he's going in zero, with zero, and he's facing a guy named Tai Chi, who is part of Suzuki Goon, which oh, I yeah. introduced you to yes. recently. The great heel faction. The amazing Suzuki Goon. Yeah. They have all of these guys, Taka's in it, all these other guys are in it, and they're just horrible, horrible people, and they want <laughs> to love nothing more than to beat you up and humiliate you while they do it. They cheat more than they even need to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Tai Chi has this thing where he loves to get the the bell hammer and hit people with the bell hammer, and he he rips off his pants and he pretends to sing. He's great. I love him. I love to hate him. 
But so he's in this match with Liger, and he has people with him. I think it was El Desperado, and I think it was Taka. It may have been like Yoshinobu. It doesn't matter. It was three people against Liger, basically. Wow. And so they're cheating this whole time, and they get Liger down in the middle of the ring at one point, and they're ripping at him. They rip at his mask. They don't pull it off. Sure. But they're ripping at it. They rip his bodysuit. Like, his bodysuit is pretty much ripped completely off wow. on the top. Wow. And they're just beating the crap out of him. And... He gets a little help from a couple of his friends in the back, Liger does. Yeah. No, the young boys are right. right. <laughs> but they, they basically, no. It was like uh, Taguchi and I think it was Kushida maybe. Okay. So they come out, they get the other two out of the way, and Liger ends up defeating Taichi. He, wow. Liger gets his single win in the last match that he's ever going to have in a Super Junior tournament. Wow. And he knocks Tai Chi out of the running for the winning. By, by losing that match, Tai Chi will not win. Ah. So, yeah, that was just like... That's great. That match had me the most emotional of the year. Because I do have a strong connection with Liger. I've yeah. watched him since I got back into wrestling, like you mentioned earlier. like yeah. I, We sought out those J-Cup tournaments. So mm-hmm. Liger's been a favorite of mine since then yeah and if i gotta make a you put a gun to my head and make a mount rushmore of japanese wrestling yeah. it's tatsumi fujinami antonio inoki muda liger yeah that's me right there yeah. for i lock yeah. it in i think i have to go there yeah that's fair it's fair. Yeah. and so yeah i was just that was inspiring to me is to see him you expected him not to win anything because after a while you're like okay I, I i get it for him to win that last match in that manner to overcome those incredible odds it was just like that was great so that was the most inspiring for me very cool i dig it all right let's bring out the player haters here it's (laughs) time for some hate on our positive podcast yeah Yeah, you know where we're going hated most hate of the year i'm not talking about best heel for me personally i'm talking like who gets you to fast forward or if you're like really committed like i don't want to watch this but i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna go oh but like who's your channel changer who's your go get a snack award guy who do you just if, if he wasn't you know like you know we don't wish like some sort of debilitating injury i just want him off my tv something just to keep him off television yeah anything can i go first yeah braun Strowman. <laughs> i hate him it's hard to argue i was i was gonna call this because i figured maybe we wouldn't have him win this yeah but I was going to call this the Roman Reigns Award. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, man. No, I can watch the Roman Reigns matches. Like, uh, yeah, it's just, like it, every, it depends. It depends he's, on who he's, he's wrestling. Like, he's like the... Roman. Okay, I'm sorry. Roman Reigns is like the big show for me. Yeah, okay. It depends on who he's in the ring with. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I know it's like most guys, but especially yeah. those guys. As long as he's not wrestling for the top title, and as long as he's in there with someone that I know will put on a good match with yeah. him, I can watch Roman Reigns matches. But I don't want to see Braun Strowman do anything. I don't want to watch him. I don't like anything he does ever. This is practically the year of Braun Strowman. I know. In, in a year where he didn't win any major titles. Yeah. But he has been the king of yep. Raw yep. the entire year, practically. And it's still going on. It's still going on. He's going to have a title match at Rumble. Yeah. He's probably going to hold the gold at some point. I know this year. he is. There's no way he's not. Yeah. And I don't look forward to that day. That's he is one of the main reasons, one of many, where <laughs> why SmackDown was the better show this year because yeah. Raw when it's dominated by Strowman and he's in every segment like either in a bumper or in the main mm-hmm. part of the segment. Yeah, I don't care and I have to watch because I do like my little reviews and things mm-hmm. and recaps and yeah. stuff. So I, I have too. to watch. I'm a fan. Yeah, so I have to watch everything because I force myself to, yeah. and I get so 
Ugh. And he's not getting the Reigns treatment from the fans. Yeah. Fans love him. I know. Like he's got like he's he's broken through yeah. to that hard to please crowd. Yeah. And he's got the regular ass people. Yeah. So it's he's winning all over. Yep. Obviously McMahon loves him. Yep. Obviously McMahon is like you sell him on the commentary like he's the best thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I never saw announcers get this hard over Andre or anybody. <laughs> it is just a spunk fest when he's out there with the commentators. I'm sorry. It's... Like when he does his drop kick where he falls <laughs> over and puts his legs forward. Yeah. And they go, he's like a cruiserweight. I've never seen a big guy jump like that. It's like, uh, no, that's not yeah. what's happening. Like, yeah. I mean, I get that they're supposed to put guys over like yeah. that, and they do it all the time, especially Michael Cole. Is not like, as hard as everybody else. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm sorry, but God. Yeah, I just, I can't stand the guy. And it's not that hate where, it's not a good heel hate. It's not where I want to see him lose in matches. Yeah. I don't want to see him wrestle. I don't want to see him on my television. But he's also involved in the worst aspect that they do in WWE. Mm-hmm. The thing that gives pro wrestling a bad name, in my opinion. The mm-hmm. thing that makes me to where, like, let's say you you were watching it and you were watching it with someone that never watched it and yeah. that just happened to be the show you drew that night. Yeah. How many times has he either attempted murder yeah. or been att- or they've been trying to kill him? Yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't lost count, but there's been at least, what, two or three instances where he or his opponent are just supposed to be dead. Yeah. And there's no getting around this. Yeah. It's just right there. Yeah. Well, the biggest one is the the garbage truck. Yeah. Yeah. You would die. He got crushed in a freaking trash compactor. Um, There was the ambulance bit at Great Balls of Fire. I mean, this is the stupid... And that thing they did with 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 the backstage, with the Tron in the back... On Raw, yeah. like what? It was obviously pre-taped too. That's the that's another thing I wanted to mention is that because they're doing this stupid garbage stuff, they do the pre-taped segments that are obviously pre-taped because they have angles that don't match what other things are happening. You can see the whole shot. Then there's a close-up of Braun Strowman. There's no camera there. Yeah. That's not happening live. I can see that. No, I know nobody's that getting in, Nobody's getting in the way of this. Yeah. Why is there a camera mounted on an ambulance that they had no idea someone was going to drive it, but there's a camera mounted in the grill of that car? Why yeah. is that there? And it's been stupid when anybody's done this. I'm yeah. not just... We're not just doing this to Braun. But it's mostly him this past year. Well, it's yeah, the whole year it's been yeah. him. But in the past... I don't care who it is, whether it's Rock or yeah. whatever. It's always been stupid. Yeah. It's well, the always... first one I remember was the halftime heat. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. The camera in the forklift. <laughs> camera shot of the, yeah. of the actual it. finish. I, I hated it then. Yeah, yeah. It's always bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, it, that bugs me so much. I mean, this is basically a tie for me, but I'm glad I, I gave it at the end to okay. this other one who <laughs> uh, really hasn't justified anything that they've been given at mm. all. And I don't think they get the reaction for this. This is the anti Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. It's it's equally boring for me, but they don't get the reaction, and they've been handed so much because they supposedly have this great upside on this person that mm-hmm. they think is going to happen, but it's not going to happen. And I can't wait for him to fall the way of Ryback. I really can't. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I think I might. Baron Corbin, yeah. who I call Boring Corbland. <laughs> <laughs> so because he is. Sorry. Yeah. A second to recover. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I never get crystal laugh hardly. But, this is awesome. Yeah, no, I know you've been I don't care about him. It's he's one of those guys who's like, I don't care. Like but mm. you you've always you've been on that other side of that fence where you're like, Nope, nope, nope. Not and especially in I mean, they didn't give me a reason to give a shit about him in NXT. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's the same character. He's just he's just a dick and he <laughs> and the other thing is that it definitely portrays real life. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's a fan of pro wrestling at all. He's a football guy. I'm not yeah. trying to throw all football guys in there. Yeah. There's a few that I'm sure care and yeah. are fans and want to do a good job. But his whole thing I think is actually the realest thing about him is is that character. Yeah. He just wants to make money. He doesn't care about wrestling. Yeah. And he's just there. Yeah. And yeah, okay. I won this. Uh, won, he won the Andre the Giant Battle. I know this was like a year, right. two years ago. Yeah. But then, like, you know, he had the U.S. title and he was in the ring with these guys that are amazing wrestlers yeah. Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles, Bobby Roode. Yeah. And that's it's, the thing. It's, it's like, man, he doesn't really belong in that ring with those guys. No. I really he, don't think so. He can't lace any of their boots. It's like he when, can't even come close. It's like back before he left in NXT when he was. Trying to get a title match, and he was in there with like Joe and Sami Zayn, and they or yeah, yeah. and yeah, you're right. There was like the three of them, like repeatedly. And I was like, one of these things does not belong, like, yeah. and we everybody knew it. Yeah, he's got he's got like a couple of moves, yeah. and you see him every time. He even the one that makes no sense, like who's gonna keep falling for that? Like I see guys getting into the deep six just based on velocity, but. Sure. But the 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 no look out dive out of the ring back oh, into the ring clothesline yeah. it looks great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think that's one of his moves that actually looks good. Yeah. But every match, <laughs> right? That's the thing. Like, like do it on a pay per view, dude, and have it yeah. in a pivotal part of the match. Doesn't know how to tell a story. Yeah. There's no storytelling here. That's the thing. It's I just think, bullshit. I think moves like that we could do a whole show on that if you want yeah. because I have a lot of, lot to say about that. There's a lot of guys that have these moves that are so specific ways to set them up that yeah. it's almost impossible for that to naturally happen. They have to create it and it just doesn't look real. Yeah. And that's one of them. It's that bad indie wrestling rookie mentality. Yeah. You always hear about those generic guys like, I gotta get my shit in. Yeah. Like he's, you can tell he's one of those guys. Well, WWE is kind of like that anyway. Well, they yeah, they, they kind of, most matches they have their guys. Not everybody. Like, there's realistically, the drive-by, there's no way that could happen in every match, realistically. Yeah. yeah. What about Orton's hanging DDT? Come <laughs> yeah. on. That's, that's one of the biggest culprits that everybody yeah. loves. Yeah. So, yeah. But he's definitely guilty of that, and it's... I don't know. His I haven't seen a match of his that I'm like, yeah, I'm, that was good. The best one is the, the triple threat from... Was yeah. it Night of Champions? Yeah. When Ziggler went over? Yeah. Well, because he was yeah. one of three. Yeah. He was lessened in that match. Yeah, he was a prop. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the next one we should do, getting on to positivity... Yes. ...is Feud of the Year. Power of Positivity. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, that hits pretty home with me. Yeah, me too. Oh, are we going <laughs> to match Feud of the Year? I think we might. Let me mention one before we go, go, ahead. go there. So this is going to be the Feud of the Year... I really wanted to put Omega Okada at the top of this because they had such amazing matches. The thing is, one, everybody knows about them. Two, I wouldn't say that they're overrated. I don't like the six-star thing. That's that's all hyperbole. Yeah. And it's, I haven't it's gone down that rabbit hole yet, but yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. And six-and-a-half-star for the second one. <laughs> and everybody knows that they're amazing. Yeah. And those matches were, were amazing. But there's so much space in between, like, these feuds in New Japan. Yeah. It's hard to say that this was, like, the best feud of the year. Because there was yeah. there was months and months where they didn't even see yeah. each other. So, that out of the way. Because I do love that. Sure. My feud of the year is the Usos and New Day. Because it was amazing every single time they were on our TVs. Whether yeah. they were in the ring. Whether they were wrestling. Whether they were talking. Whether they were in the back. Whether they were yeah. online. Like, anything. It was all great. Yeah, talking smack stuff. Yeah. Also. Oh. 
So yeah, you mentioned that. This this started with the Usos with me. I mean, and I think there are a lot of wrestling fans that are if they're like minded with us specifically. Yeah. The journey really starts by the Usos taking out American Alpha yeah. off of television. Yeah, because those two matches where the Usos built back their career into having the title again. Because this yeah. was a team that we were completely taking for granted and kind of rightfully so. Yeah. They always had good matches, but they were never compelling. Right. It took them to go heel to be compelling. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a factor of guys that just, you have to do it. Yeah. And it just puts a new shine on it. Everything is new again. And yeah. it's just like, it's great. So once they took out American Alpha, and when they did, they were so good at doing it, I couldn't even get mad at them about right. it. Yeah. I was like, man, this is going to be a good ride. Yeah. I still had no idea what I was in for. So yeah. with that being said, turns into New Day. You know, they move over to SmackDown, start feuding with the Usos. At least that's how I remember it. Yeah, yeah, basically. But the fact that this feud was born out of disrespect, mm. and I'm not even talking about the storyline. I'm talking about backstage shit. Because it has to be backstage shit. Because obviously these guys get along in real life. Yeah. But when you're working as hard as these two teams are, and then you have one of the big four coming up, SummerSlam, oh, yeah. and they're told, you just got delegated to pre-show. And then they took that, and I'm sure they were all equally pissed mm. on the front end. They took that, and they, put, they, they gave them a match that the company could not deny right. that made their year-end list of best matches of the year. Yep. Because they took it and they stuck it up their ass. Because yeah. so you put us on the pre-show, we're going to have the match of the night. The only other thing that could touch that match was stuff that happened to take over the night before. Right. Easily the best thing about SummerSlam. Yeah. And it happens on the pre-show. Yeah, and WWE deserves it for being that disrespectful. Not only to the New Day and the Usos, tag team wrestling in general. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, there hasn't been anything great about the two major shows consistently other than the tag team division. Ever since they split brands, it's been the match of the night pretty much every time. You know, even though Raw isn't as good as SmackDown, yeah. there's still been great stuff from the tag division over there. Oh, yeah. Because you've got these stellar teams. They just haven't been able to put it all together yeah. as far as stories go. SmackDown has it way over them in that. Yeah. They have it in spades. Yeah. But the talent's there. But every time they're given a chance to shine, and we'll talk about this in matches of the year also, and so it's not just on SmackDown, but... It's for every. I think they did it for every tag team in that company, and I think they brought yeah. e they just brought everything up in that one match, and then leading up to that Hell in a Cell match, yeah. where the match is so good and so violent that they couldn't feud with each other after that. Yeah, they became friends. Right, <laughs> and even though the Usos are still the Dicky heels, yeah, they can't deny. And the fans cannot deny the greatness of the Usos after all of this. Because yep. we already love New Day. Yeah. They broke Demolition's record. They're funny as shit. They're <laughs> great in the ring. The Freebirds thing. Yeah. Francesca. Up, up, <laughs> down, down. We love the New Day. Yeah. The Usos are just the Usos. Right. And they're great at it now. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I've, I've always been a fan of the Usos. And I know for a long time people were like down on them a yeah. lot. And like you said, it was... I I still was a fan of them, but once they dropped the makeup and they went to the penitentiary, which I guess it eventually came. But yeah. when they started, it was, like you said, the Talking Smack stuff. I would watch Talking Smack every week, and I hate that they got rid of it, but whatever. Yeah. But it was that thing where they were so good on that show, but they were 
it felt real and yeah. they weren't necessarily those characters that they were playing on TV but they kind of were you could yeah. see that it was still in there and it just felt like the the smackdown versions of the use were just like really hyped up and those promos they started doing when they started doing the penitentiary stuff there's just like it's like you can't say anything you just have to sit back and listen and it's yeah. really good yeah. Like, it's even the New Day who has an answer for everything. When the Usos start talking at them, they just, like, kind of stand back. And they were like, uh... Especially in that battle rap. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the Usos won that, for sure. They edited out all the Usos stuff when they replayed it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but, like, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. We, we know what's yeah, going on absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's just the total, total package for that whole feud is just, like... Yeah. You have this really intense team with the Usos and then the New Day who are funny, but then when they get pulled into something like that, they get intense as well. Yeah. And just seeing them mesh I, like that. I like when they get mad. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Cause it's, it, it makes it feel special yeah. because it is. Right. And like I said, you, you know me. I don't, I don't like violence for the sake of violence yeah. uh, in anything almost, yeah, yeah. whether it's wrestling or whatever. But that's why I don't like garbage feds. Yeah. But like... The Hell in a Cell match was was beautiful and artsy and violent at the same time, and I yeah. loved every aspect of yeah. it. And, uh, and it made sense because where where are they going to go up yeah. to that point? Like they had to go there because yeah. that's that was the direction it was heading in. And if they didn't come together and have respect for each other after that, like yeah. they couldn't stay on the same show. Yeah, there's no way I would yeah. I would I wouldn't have allowed it. Yeah, <laughs> I would not have it. <laughs> I like how we're basically consolidating match of the year at the end. Yeah. By quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll go over all that at For the sure. end. I think this segue is pretty good into tag team of the year. I had the Usos. I had the Usos. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a quick segment. It's hard to argue. Yeah. Like everything we just said. It was their year. It was New Day's year last year. Yeah. Or the year before. And in, 20, in 2016, yeah. 2017's the year of the Usos. Yeah. Even indie feds and everything. The yeah. Usos are the best. Yeah. In the world. That's the cool yeah. thing about it is like there's some great tag teams. Yeah. And and we're gonna start seeing more of them even over the next few years. Yeah. There are teams that should have had their year this year that got stalled. Uh, I think definitely the revival. Yeah, keep uh, getting stalled. Yeah. Revival, Gallows, Anderson. I think they're finally gonna start yeah, breaking through around. some finally. more. So it's gonna be interesting. I think right now the the tag team and I felt bad not giving them the award was the bar. Yeah, they they started off. They it was actually at the end of the previous right. year where they just completely. Okay, yeah, these guys are a team, yeah. and they're a good team. They're yeah. actually a great team on top of it. They complement each other really well. They amp each other up. Yeah, because of the position that they were in as singles wrestlers prior to becoming a team. All right, their stock has risen by becoming a team. Absolutely. And now I almost don't want to see him break up. Yeah. I'd love to see Cesaro have a successful singles career, especially. Yeah, he's long overdue for it. But who knows? Yeah. But yeah. this is this is greatness, and I feel bad. I feel bad. The bar. Did not win this award because the Usos were just that yeah, good. Yeah, you just you can't deny it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do a couple of the big individual awards, just like PWI does. Woman of the Year, Man of the Year. I think they actually had it as Wrestler of the Year and then Woman of the Year for a while. I think they still do it that way, actually. Oh, yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? I don't I don't know. I, maybe it's Male <laughs> Wrestler of the Year. I, I, you know, the new issue hasn't come out yet. I They, they always wait till like, the m- middle of the month now. Right. So, yeah. anyway. But let's go ahead and do the women okay, first. first. And uh, I know you might get mad at me at this. I did tell you a few days ago, Chris, I have to give a tie. I cannot choose between one or the other on this. Mm-hmm. And I think you probably know who I'm going to go with here. But for Woman of the Year, 
I cannot decide between the two. They stayed away from each other for pretty much the whole year. And I just didn't think any of them had a better year over the other for completely different reasons. Mm -hmm. But I have to give a tie to Asuka and Alexa Bliss for Woman of the Year. I just, I cannot make a decision (laughs) and you can't make me. I mean, really, it's just, uh, I mean, am I wrong here? I'm not going to make you make a decision because I actually have both their names down on my list. But I am going to pick one over the other. I'm going to pick Asuka because she is still undefeated. And Alexa Bliss did have that match with Bailey. That pole, kendo stick on a pole match. That's a good argument, actually. I'll go ahead and and split it onto Alexa on my side, but (laughs) I really, truly believe legit it was a tie. Yeah. I mean... I agree. You can't... Alexa had maybe the year of her career. Like, I mean, I'm sure she can still do great things. Yeah. But, man, like, her year this year was was fantastic. She established herself as a star. She's always going to be in the conversation now for the rest of her career. I don't see her not being... uh, Asuka, obviously the same thing. It's a different animal. Yeah. And they're obviously on a collision course at this point oh, yeah. as, as we talk. But uh, the emotion is definitely, I think, obviously on the side of Asuka. Uh, match after match, tile defense after tile defense, yeah. her going away party. You know, if you didn't yeah. get the feels, man, then yeah. you just aren't alive. Yeah. So, I mean, it was all there, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of wanted to see somebody get the big rub and have her be, you know, I was definitely, I was rooting for Ember Moon. I'd have been fine with it. Yeah. But uh, but you know what? It's it's something that they probably will never do again in NXT. Nobody will ever leave that company with without being defeated at least once. Right. So Asuka is always... She's going to be special for that reason. Yeah. And she deserves to be. Yeah. Uh, she's one of the greatest of all time. I think even at this point, with all the women's equality, the women's Royal Rumble match, you know, the women's Hell in the Cell match, all that jazz, yeah. and I'm all for it. May Young Tournament. Yeah. I think Asuka is going to even bring even more fans to the women's division. Just from the average watcher that still goes to the bathroom during the women's matches, she is going to lock it in for anybody that had any doubts. She's going to be one of those people. You're not going to want to miss an Asuka match because it could be over in, what, like three seconds or something? She'd be Dana Brooke. She's kind of the the woman's Brock Lesnar. I mean, she really is in that space. But she's there every week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Just better work ethic. It's yeah. fine. It's just, yeah, it's terrible representation. <laughs> I think for me, yeah, Oscar, because yeah, she's undefeated. But it's not just being undefeated; it's the matches that she put on to stay undefeated, yeah. and the people that she beat. The feud with Ember Moon was great. I yeah. loved it, yeah. and I, I like, I liked their final match. I, I was really upset when she got injured. That I yeah. found out that she had gotten injured. Yeah, but I think looking back on it and even in the future looking back on it i think it's actually going to be a really special thing yeah like you said she did win she she won the title with like a broken collarbone yeah and she did go out undefeated and i think like you said so many times we see the champ lose and then that week they're gonna debut on smackdown or 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 something and it's kind of expected so that when even though we kind of knew it was oscar's time at that point, it was yeah. it was it was the right time to do it, yeah. and I, I felt in my heart of hearts that she didn't want to leave. Yeah, you, you, could, yeah. you could you could sense that. Yeah. You know, That's, but she 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 was looking at them like they were family. Yeah, you know? and it's always that that thing like you know how great they did in NXT. But then, are they going to succeed on the main roster? Because not all of them do. No, that's very true. And some true. of them take a long time, and some of them don't ever really do it at all. That's kind of a dirty little secret that yeah. they kind of like, kind of shift the conversation, yeah. you know. And I get it, but yeah. yeah, there's 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 still some flaws in that system. Yeah. Uh, Alexa, kind of the opposite. She yeah. was kind of floundering a lot. Yeah. She was getting some wins in NXT, 
but you know she was never yeah, she's she never was, the one yeah. steering. She was never the lead of the division. So I kind of like watching those people when they get to the main roster. Right. We're going to talk about a few of those people later where I think they actually are going to do better on the main yeah. roster yeah. because they're, the only way to go is up yeah. for them. That's the, that's yeah. the cool thing about Alexa's journey. And she proved a lot of naysayers wrong. I mean, she came in practically a rookie still, still like super green by industry yeah. standards. Yeah. You know, and her winning both of the titles on both shows and being the first to do that, it's yeah. not an accident. That's not a way of actually pushing somebody that doesn't deserve it, like a Sorry. Baron Corbin or something. Right. Like she put in the work. She, she had, she was definitely one of the most improved of the year on top of all that. Yeah. And someone who's so small in stature, the five feet of fury thing right. I love, that's a great tagline. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. It totally belongs on a t-shirt like they've right. done. But, you know, we're getting into, and which I love, and you know me, like I said, the peak of the knockouts division about 10 years ago in TNA was that they had a, one of everything, basically. Yeah. You know, like, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, you had Khan and Hamada and people like It wasn't that. just, like, the, the, the models. models that came yeah. in and they but there's decided a, to play wrestling. It yeah. was different. It was actual people coming in and actual wrestlers of all different types that yeah. happened to be women. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And if you're going to be a model in that company, you better be a badass. Yeah. And Trish Stratus is the... Yeah, is the, that's is not the to denigrate bar- models that yeah. come in and wrestle because some of them do succeed. Yeah, Trish Stratus, Victoria, you know, the, that's, that's yeah. the bar you set yeah. if you're going to be... Like and she basically was a fitness model, wasn't yeah. she? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, she yeah. got signed out of the Arnold Classic. Pretty sure, yeah. Just in the same way, I oh, Alexa, th- yeah. Mm-hmm. In the same way that I think that um, uh, Dana Brooke did. Yeah. But for someone that's like so small by this industry standard, even for women, right? And when she's established her character and her move set and all this other stuff, yeah. she's legitimized herself. So even if she goes in the ring, once she eventually gets in there with Oscar, yeah, it's not going to be you know a rollover. Yeah. She can get in the ring with Naya and people like that that are bigger than her. And, you know, most women are, they're all yeah. bigger than her. Right. But she's legit, man. And, and she's got a great character. She's yeah. such a good bitch. Yeah. You know, so that, that's just the way <laughs> yeah. it is. Her her character definitely came around. Because I was one of those people in NXT. I thought she was okay. But then, and even when she first started winning, like when she got the SmackDown title, I was like, okay, I guess. It took me a little, it took me a little while to, or it took a little while to convince me. But yeah, I was there for that, by the way. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing of talking about the way she moves in the ring, like when she started, it was all about cheating and finding a way to to get a win, even though she didn't maybe didn't quote deserve it. Yeah. But as she went along, and especially when she jumped over to Raw, she started winning matches like just cleanly. Yeah. Was, oh, like mm-hmm. wow. Okay, I guess that happens too. Yeah. So she can do both of those things now, and she does do both of those things. So when you have someone like Asuka, who has basically no weaknesses, Alexa can adapt. Hopefully, at, <laughs> she can adapt to it and learn and overcome that because Asuka is going to take something like that to beat her. She is the only one in the company that I think has a legit shot at being the person that beats Asuka yeah. for the first time. Yeah. There's nobody else in that company right now that I think yeah. would. would Number one, deserve it. Right. And number two, make me believe it. Yeah. By hook or crook, yeah. by this time next year, I will be saying she defeated Oscar. Right. And so when they have their WrestleMania match, which it better be, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine them not doing Alexa versus Oscar. Yeah, Mania. not at this point, yeah. So when they finally have that match, undefeated Oscar, who she should still be undefeated when they get there, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's, I'm, I don't know who I'm, who's going to win. I'm going to yeah. be pulling for Oscar. And I'm sure you're going to be pulling for Alexa. So. Uh, yeah, from a, from a, that standpoint, I think so. Yeah. If, unless they, 
they want to give her a whole other year of not yeah. being beat and have her go for number two in the year after yeah. Mania. That's the only other way you can make it up. Yeah. And uh, I'd be fine with that. And, and stop doing the multi-person matches for stuff yeah. like this. Yeah. If you want your title to have a quality, yeah. you better start acting like it. Yeah, make yeah. it more important. Yeah. You've got to believe in your two competitors for it. Yeah. I, I'm fine with some multi-person matches. But especially the way that they've garbaged up the Universal title that way. Yeah. You don't see them doing that on SmackDown now, do you? Right. Yeah. Okay, but that's a whole other rant. Yeah, we'll talk about, we were talking about titles in a minute. All right. Man of the Year. Man of the Year, Kenny Omega for me. Okay. Yeah. I think hey. he's top of the world, man. He's, he, it doesn't get any higher than, than where he is. Yeah. No, he didn't win the IWGP heavyweight title, but he did win the, the U.S. heavyweight title. And he had the best matches of the year, arguably. And he's just... Top of the world, like the everybody loves Kenny Omega. Like yeah. he, he can't be denied. So I think he's the man of the year. Yeah, I um, you know, I I didn't mention this a whole lot uh, before the other awards. I had my like runners up. You yeah. know, like for tag, I had you know Bar New Day DIY even yeah, San. Yeah. It's DIY definitely. Uh, you know, definitely should be more in the conversation of better teams from yeah. last year because of the whole thing that happened with them. Sanity also deserves some respect. Yeah, for women. Uh, Naomi deserves some props yeah. too. She's only gotten better as time has gone yeah, on. Absolutely. She deserves her spot. She had a great run with the title too. Fun to watch. Yeah, good run with the title. Ember Moon, we talked about. Kyrie Sane, we talked about. Those were my runners up. Yeah. For guys, I did have a decent list here. You know, there's different things I liked about what these people did this year. There might be a few controversial runners up for me, but I'm going to do a short list here if you don't mind. Sure. So, you know, like Bobby Roode. Yeah. Stellar. Nothing wrong with him. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I think at this point, people are almost taking Bobby Roode for granted, and they he's are, barely been in the company for a couple of years. Yeah. But I think you know, I think he's a lock to win uh, the U.S. title. Uh, it's almost like a given, I think, at this point. Like I said, we're taking him for granted once again. Yeah. Bobby Roode's a freaking stellar veteran. Doesn't really have a bad match now, does he, kind of guy. Yeah. He'll be fine for the years to come. <laughs> so he was definitely a contender. Yeah. You know, KO... Every yeah. time Kevin Owens is around with yeah. Sammy, those two oh, guys, yeah, man. Absolutely. I mean, they they carried Raw, and then when he moved to, or when they both moved to SmackDown, they're carrying SmackDown now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have help. Like, they have AJ Styles there, too. Yeah, yeah but that but show lives the, and dies by is, them right now. It is now the in, Kevin in a, show. In a, yeah. Yeah, in Whatever a show he's on, it is his show. Yeah. Tag division aside, they run the, those shows. Yeah, you're, absolutely. you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, uh, my controversial picks as far as, like, at different points of the year in the first half, Mm-hmm. The first half, I'm telling you, Neville was a legit contender for this award. Yeah. And, you know, we'll do a little wrap-up for the whole year. But, man, Neville was on freaking fire. Absolutely. Having the best match every week with whoever. Yeah. And deserved better. Yeah. Much like Austin Aries. Absolutely. They both deserved better. Yeah. That was my disappointment. Of the, my disappointment of the year, by a mile, was Neville slash Austin Aries and just the overall treatment of 205. Yeah. Like, can't so, argue with that. That's my side award there for you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Jinder Mahal, the story on that's amazing. I yeah. know that there's a lot of politics and a lot of bullshit yeah. that people talk about when it comes to the push of Jinder Mahal. But when you really think about it, yeah. like, I was so in love with the fact that every member of 3MB uh, held a major title within about a year and change of each other. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yes. And I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's inspirational right there. Yeah. I mean, Jinder probably is a decent runner-up for Inspirational oh, yeah. Wrestler he, of the Year. He completely turned his life around. Yeah, yeah, totally. And without failing a drug test, yeah. which is a miracle in some people's <laughs> eyes. I mean, yeah, yeah I kind of can't believe it myself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. My other disappointment is Ty Dillinger, by the way. I love Ty Dillinger, and he deserves better. And I hope yeah. he has a good year coming he up. He deserves better. I like Ty Dillinger. I wouldn't yeah. say I love him. But, uh, yeah. Samoa Joe should have won the Universal title this year. He was in my runners-up. Yeah. 
He should have won a Great Balls of Fire. I, I don't understand why he didn't uh, yeah, win. Yeah, I was disappointed. Uh, we talked about Andrea Cianamis, of course. Uh, so many, but you know, I gotta give it to I gotta give it to the workhorse, and I'm also showing a little bit of my J- Japanese ignorance. You know, I love Kenny. You know, I love Kenny, mm-hmm. but I didn't see him enough this yeah. year. So mine's always centric WWE yeah. guys for this last year. But I gotta give it to the guy, the champ, the face that runs the place. AJ Styles. You can't go wrong with AJ Styles. Yeah. AJ Styles has been a solid bet for legit what 16 years in pro wrestling, yeah. and kind of ageless at the same time. I mean, yeah. showing some grizzle, <laughs> but. Like he can still do everything that he did yeah. in his rookie year, and the fact that he can, like it's yeah. it's amazing, and yeah. it's a testament to how great he really is. And even a guy like Heyman says belongs in the conversation with the greatest of all time. When yeah. you talk about Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, AJ is not far away mm-hmm. on that list, if not in some circles, probably just right on the same street. Yeah. I mean, best match every night if he's on the card. Yep. I mean, ninety nine out. It is. Yeah. Probably 99 out of 100 times. There will be a fluke night, I'm sure, here yeah. and there. But AJ Styles, as long as he can do it, uh, he he should always be in contention for the world title. Yeah. I think it was, you know, it's cute whenever they, they ran into the, the secondary titles with him. But you, oh, know, yeah. you know where he belongs. Right. He belongs yeah. at the top. So, well, he yeah. needed a title, and the title was tied up at the time. So. Exactly, yeah. yeah so, And uh, I don't know, you have to throw a lot of wrenches into everything in order to get have him be the guy that beats Brock finally, but I would have loved for it to have been him. Yeah. Oh, that was a heart, that, that was another heartbreaker. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm against Lesnar. I, I kind of like Lesnar for the yeah. most part, but I was definitely rooting against him versus AJ oh, and versus too. Joe. Absolutely, like wholeheartedly same. <laughs> All right, we got one more, like, you know, only one award award <laughs> for this person. <laughs> Overall, number one favorite of the year. I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. Because, Chris, I, uh, I'm going to give you the honors of having last word on this. But right. uh, overall, number one person of the year for me. And I guess I got to base this a lot, kind of like the PWI 500 is, actually. Mm. Uh, success versus, you know, watchability. Mm. That's kind of how I'm ranking it. But I got to say, in a a stellar year, and I didn't see one minute of this person on television where I was bored, and that has to be Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne is my favorite of the whole year. Bring it back around. I'm buying the shirt. (laughs) Did you buy the shirt? Not yet. Okay. (laughs) I wait for those sales. They have a lot of sales. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Not for nothing. They got enough money. Right. My favorite of the year is actually, I'm going to do a runner-up favorite of the year, because I want to mention this guy. Well, I Uh, had nine, so you go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to mention my one runner-up, Kushida from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He won the Super Junior Tournament. He had that great match with uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, He was, yeah, he was just great. He had a superb summer. He won the TV title. He beat Marty Skrull for the TV title. Nice. Um, He just had a really great year. He's the guy that is the Back to the Future guy. He's the best and everything. (laughs) Yeah, his his finisher, like the package uh, package driver, is he calls it the Back to the Future. Yeah. Hoverboard lock is like the the Kimura lock, I think. Love but it. he's my runner-up because I loved him over the summer. But overall favorite of the year from January to December is AJ Styles. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it was a little, little follow-up to yours. Everything you just said, same thing. I'm just going to say yes, everything that. Because every time he's on my television or wherever I see him, I always I want to watch it all the time. No. Like he's 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 the best. I know this is way far out in fantasy world, but I just uh, imagine maybe in a parallel universe somewhere where there's a WrestleMania main event 
and it's that that classic X Division triple threat: yeah. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, yeah. or any of those two in any different combination main eventing for the world title at a WrestleMania. Yeah. I didn't get it with Nigel and Daniel, but I think there's still a chance for any of those three guys, if not all three. I would love that. Yeah. I still think there is a place in WWE for Christopher Daniels. They can sell you anything. WWE yeah. can sell you anything. They can sell a guy in his 50s <laughs> who never had the break. People will relate to that. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I say make it happen. Yeah. I say there's... That, I've been saying the word ageless a lot on this episode. Right. Daniels is freaking ageless. Absolutely. We only saw that man get put through a flaming table like it was no thing to him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was... I guarantee he was wrestling like the next week. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. But he's great. He's one of the greatest of all time, and he deserves that big money. Absolutely. Okay, I want to do a little side conversation with you, Chris. And this kind of harkens back to the days of old, of the old wrestling house show. This is for longtime friends of the show. Okay. So basically, Adam Arthur and Todd Cunningham, this one's for you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I want to do a little parallel here with you, Chris. Okay. And this is something I've been saving this basically for this episode we've kind of danced around this Mm -hmm. and i know you know how i feel but we're gonna have this conversation there are two different individuals one on raw and one on smackdown who are basically providing the same kind of content for lack of a better term comedy relief comedy Mm -hmm. wrestlers and i think that this opens up the potential for how far guys like this can go okay my biggest surprise of the year. We didn't have surprise of the year. No. But if I had one, mm-hmm. it's these two guys on their different shows. Mm-hmm. Elias and Aiden English. Yes. I, I could go anywhere from here. But Chris, just uh-huh. what do you think of those two? Indiv- just go individual, one by one. Okay. What do you think about Aiden English? Uh, you know, let's go with like NXT versus now. Like, wh- what's your journey with them as far as... What you thought of them initially and okay. how you see them now sure. and where you think they're going. This is what I want to, I want to talk about these two guys because I have high hopes yeah. personally for these guys. I think I'll start with Aiden English. I really like the guy. I've liked him since the Vaudevillains. I think he's great. So I like the Vaudevillains, but they did they had a shtick and they stuck to it and I didn't see them going anywhere really. Simon Gotch got released, so he actually just saw him recently. He, he had yeah. his debut in ROH. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. So Simon Grimm is his, yeah. his name. Yeah, that's that's um, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but Aiden English, I, I love what he's doing. I love the singing. I think the 12 Days of Rusev was amazing way to end the year. Yes, it was. He finally got the song done, and I love that the fans are embracing it. Yeah. I know that it's the com- combination of the two it's Rusev Day which is one of the best things ever right now the most random yeah. thing to get over this year right. but i love it yeah but i think aiden- i'm buying that shirt too by the way <laughs> aiden english is a part of that i think and yeah. he's a big part of it and even his individual matches i think he's underrated as an individual wrestler and part of that like you were talking about how far are these guys going to go i think it has to do with the fact that yes he is a comedy guy and he's very much a comedy guy yeah. Which I think does kind of limit his potential, his upward potential. Yeah. Like it's kind of like the hurricane. Like we, I loved the guy back in the day, but there was there was a glass ceiling there, and you can't break through that unless you kind of stop doing that kind of stuff. That that's I'm mean, I'm glad you brought that up too because and Aiden got some big singles wins yeah. prior to this whole Rusev thing. Yeah. So they definitely you could tell they saw something in him, yeah. and that they liked him enough. Yeah. I think this is, we're going to start seeing a new era for quote-unquote comedy wrestlers. 
because they're not the atypical comedy guys. Yeah. In a sense of they don't wrestle comedically. That's the other. That's yeah. the thing about both Elias and and Aiden. And we're talking about Aiden right now, yeah. but. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't fuck around when, when he wrestles. Yeah. No, it's he doesn't wrestle like a, it's not a comedy match when he wrestles. He's actually wrestling, and I think he's really good. And that's what I dig about that. They're yeah, all business. Yeah. I, I think it's to the point where they won't have to apologize so much for the character anymore because yeah. that was the the doink factor, as I call yeah. it. Because Matt Bourne was a hell of a wrestler. Yeah. A hell, hell of a hand. Yeah. yeah. And but they always had to say it. Yeah. Like. He's a, actually a very yeah. accomplished scientific wrestler. Yeah, it's like, it, you wouldn't know it, but this guy can actually wrestle. That's yeah. kind of the, how they would sell it. You know? But he also, you know, and I know he definitely fought the hijinks as far as, like, the in-ring aspect. Yeah. Obviously, you can't help your character is going to be that way when right. the, when you're not having a match. Yeah. But with these guys, I like where they're going with them because it's refreshing television, first of all. Yeah. Because especially, man, especially on Raw. Let's go over, let's go over to Elias here. And I only get the Hulu version. By the way, disclaimer, I only ever see the Hulu version of Raw mm-hmm. because I don't go back 30 days later and watch on the network. I just want to watch it as it is, and mm-hmm. I don't have live television. But you actually get to see all of Raw. Yes. And the other aspect of that, after I can imagine, especially after three hours of Braun Strowman and Michael Cole and all this other shit, Elias is an absolute bright point in Raw. That might make Aiden better by default because Aiden is on a really good decently stellar consistent show and he still manages to be a highlight yeah for me the especially like the last let's say two months Mm. i only look forward to elias (laughs) at this point when he's out there i love it yeah i hated elias in nxt hated him i i didn't rip anybody more at the nxt show i went to at the live building (laughs) than elias right i was doing the daryl strawberry thing at him yeah i hated elias (laughs) but i love him now Okay. If he doesn't at least win, if, if either of these guys yeah. don't win U.S. or I.C. title within the next 12 months, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Or at least a tag title for Aiden, Intercontinental yeah, for, uh, I think for Elias. Yeah, tag is more realistic sure. for Aiden English at this yeah. point, for sure. But Elias it's, is a goddamn future Intercontinental champion. I think you're right. I will say that out of the two, I think I see Elias having a... I think I see Elias rising higher on the card because he does have the look. He has the look that he can do the comedy stuff, but he's also that he has the um, ability. Yeah, he the way he wrestles too. It's absolutely not comedic. He's he's wrestling when he's in there, and he's fine. And but I do see him. He could definitely have an IC title run at some point. I I feel like that's almost an inevitability at this point. You know me, I, I'm I'm an old school guy. It's uh, yeah. old school is very sacred with someone like me, but I've never seen this combination before. And this is why I like these guys. Yeah. But in Elias, yeah, you can't help but make the honky tonk man comparison yeah. because basically that's on the that's on the surface with yeah. the guitar, and he's injured people with the guitar. Yeah, but he wrestles like Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Yeah, I'll and have to pay attention a little more and see, the yeah. way he moves, and he does. He moves like a snake yeah. in there, man. And I think that they could have a very similar run with the way they did Honky Tonk's Intercontinental Title run, where he was never the best wrestler in the company. Mm-hmm. It never was. Yeah. And I think Jesse always used to say it. Jesse Ventura, he's very lucky, and if they can get a belt on him, yeah, I think he can hold it for at least a year. And I think that would be everything to me right now. 
because it would drive people insane. Yeah. It's, he just yeah. he just finds a way to win mostly through hijinks. But I think he could be the next great heel. I really truly believe that, and especially in Elias. I think Aiden's way too fun to ever be too much of a heel, but maybe maybe you know, you never know. I mean, did we ever see anything in Bradshaw Past yeah. a tag team. That's true. I mean, they would have to... The way they are currently, I think, is kind of how I'm looking at it. And I do see potential in Aiden to come up. I like Aiden English a lot. I'm not really a fan of Elias, though, I have to say. And this we haven't really gotten into it. Yeah, but that's why I've been waiting. Yeah. I didn't hate him in NXT. He was one of those guys where I didn't care. I was like, oh, here's the guy with the guitar. He's going to play the guitar. I'm going to be bored. And I'm going to watch the match, and then we'll move on. And then when he first started showing up on Raw, he was just walking around in the back with the guitar. I was like, oh, no. He's rolling my eyes. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I totally did. And I don't know. I think, to me, I get it. I understand why it works, and I understand why people like it. And But it's just such cheap like well he does the kurt angle rookie thing like yeah. he runs down the sports team and every that's the thing it's like i don't care about that i'm like <laughs> okay local sports team i'm gonna say bad things about him about your town it. i yeah. get it it's funny whatever i'm just i don't know it doesn't catch my attention as much yeah. i don't think whereas i want to watch aiden english and i want to listen to what he has to say and what he sings and everything sure with elias i'm like oh can you not spend 10 minutes like getting to this song that you're not going to play because you're going to keep stopping because you think people are interrupting you but now you're getting a reaction he's getting a reaction i know and that's the thing is like i get <laughs> it but how can you explain that you don't care about something without reacting to it like what's the, how do you do that it's like, it's the roman but, reigns thing is like don't react to him and they'll stop make putting him on tv this is true it's just don't look you know you know <laughs> just don't look i like yeah. it ah uh, yes everything is simpsons and wrestling references yes. that's why i love botchamania so much but i i get elias and i get i did i do like some of his matches the match well, he wrestled what was it he wrestled for the icy title didn't he the roman match yeah that was good God, you know? i was never rooting for someone so much <laughs> i think ever i'm like this has to happen yeah yeah throwing stuff at the tv and i like that he kind of took in the miz tourage while the miz was away yeah. like those segments like, yeah i get it it's fine it's it's okay and you know I, I it's not that I didn't see it coming. I was I was disappointed that they buried him against Cena. But yeah. but the but the talking stuff that, that really was, worked. That was the point of it though, was the talking. To 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 have Cena come back for that one night at at that point. Yeah. And say, Elias, you're the guy that's gonna go interact with Cena tonight and you're gonna have the match. That's a big deal. Yeah. Even though he did lose, I don't think he got buried. I think he yeah, stepped okay. up at that Buried's point. a that's a strong word, yeah. but yeah, I I was hoping that maybe he'd, you know, I don't know, maybe he would have, you know, hit him with the guitar, and yeah. then that that would explain Cena not being there. And that would have been cool. Elias gets better. Yeah. He 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 coasts off of that, but he's, yeah. I mean, not coasting, but he's getting some yeah. good wins, building himself up a little bit more, so that way when Cena comes back, they can have an even better match. Yeah. And that could be the thing. Like yeah. he could almost be his Pete Rose, you know, Pete Rose and the <laughs> yeah. and Kane, you know, like showing up every few I might months. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I was interested. That's how I would have booked. It. Yeah, I was interested when I saw that it was going to be Elias and Cena, or Elias was going to be the guy to interact with Cena that night. Yeah. I was like, okay, 
it's actually kind of cool. But then I look back at things like the pay-per-view where Elias kept showing up for no reason and Jason Jordan came out and threw lettuce at him. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I but like Jordan that. is that a terrible character. Yeah, but Elias was, he had a it's hand TLC, in that by too. the way. Yeah, Elias had a hand in that too. And the yeah. fact that they kept putting him out there, I'm like, stop. This is a paper. Well, it's, I guess it's not a pay per view technically anymore. It's yeah, on the but network. It's, yeah. I, call, I call them that. super shows. Yeah, but he's taking up time. There's like put him out there like three times. I know. Like stop. Just let him walk in the back. That was Jason Jordan's fault, sir. <laughs> okay, just shifting blame. I don't. I don't dislike Elias. I just. I. I like Aiden English a lot more. Fair enough. Good talk. <laughs> Maybe the next Survivor Series they'll have a Aiden English versus uh, Elias match. Oh, if only. Yeah. Oh, man. Here, here, renewed subscription now. <laughs> of course, I've been a subscriber since day freaking one. <laughs> Who am I kidding? All right. Now, uh, we'll we'll do this real quick, but I just wanted to do this as an experiment. I actually have a bonus list for you, by the way. Oh, wow, okay. Um, I mentioned that my, my awesome wife watches with me. I think she deserves to have a say in this. So... We, I, I did a thing where we, I said book every title for every major WWE show, NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. If you were running things and if you were like, okay, once I get this all booked, to me, I have the perfect show now. So basically just book every title for every show. And uh, let's start with NXT since they're the quote-unquote you know third company, obviously. Sure. You know. Also, for NXT, yes, they have three titles on their television consistently. But since they have adopted the UK title, the UK title is part of this. Oh, okay. So book every title for NXT, including the UK championship. Okay. Uh, I think they're actually kind of pretty good with where they are right now. It, what do we got currently? We got... Um, almost at the top with the NXT title. Okay. You've got the Undisputed Era as the tag champs. You've got Ember, Ember Moon, Moon as the women's champion. You've got Pete Dunne as the UK champ. I kind of like where that's going. I think maybe if I was going forward and had to like maybe have a feud to have someone like overturn them, mm-hmm. um, Ember Moon. I I think Peyton Royce has had a really good year this past year. I think it's you I know like what the, I like the thing that she has with the, the iconic duo. I think it's on. cool. I think they should move them up as soon as they can. Honestly, yeah. there's yeah. enough women that they can bring up in NXT yeah. between what they have now and the Mayon Classic and all that yeah. stuff. I think that's another case where we were talking just now about Elias and Aiden. Yeah. I think they're going to be that much better once they get to the main yeah. roster. They have a built-in thing. I don't want them to be split. I think they yeah. they, they, they oh, must yeah, be, yeah. Together. They to be together. And I, man, I don't even know where they should go. I say, I mean, probably SmackDown. They'll get to thrive more on there. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they need to move them up as soon as possible. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Definitely yeah. do. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be tough. Like. Ember Moon's like owned her pretty much in every match that they've right. had with each yeah. other. So, who knows? Yeah, but I like I like the way you're thinking. So, yeah. so if I had to book someone else, I would maybe put Peyton Royce with the with the NXT Women's Title. Okay, I I like the other ones where they are. Honestly, okay. I'm not going to change them. Both my wife and I agreed on the main two: uh, Alistair Black for the World, yeah, right. uh, Nikki Cross for the Women's. Love Nikki. Uh, she needs more time in the ring, but Absolutely. she's she's. Yeah. I, I dig her, man. It's the it's the Daphne factor. She's so fun yeah, to watch, yeah. and this just happened like last week on NXT uh, when she tried to go at the Undisputed Era yeah. by herself. That was great for Sanity. I bought it. Yeah, like I was like, you know what? 
I think she might need to wrestle Adam Cole. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not betting against her. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Okay, so that being said, we had those two. She likes Birch and Lorcan a lot. She thinks that they're going to be a good team. Um, that's who she picked as her tag team. That's that, cool. That's fine. I think they're cool. Um, it's a shame they got squashed by um, a couple of... They got squashed recently, which sucked. But uh, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, I had CFO, uh, Undisputed Era, keeping the uh, tag titles. Okay. And uh, for UK, she had Ciampa. And I was like, that's really... That's a neat idea. Yeah. Um, like, th- th- they can maybe get some other guys into the mix, yeah. maybe. But... They're going to have to at some point if they actually make a yeah. show out of it. Yeah, but I, uh, I I couldn't vote against Pete Dunne, so I yeah. got Pete Dunne staying on yeah. there. Okay, so let's go to SmackDown, Chris. Uh, it's again where I had to kind of like... Uh... Like I said, this is all current roster, yeah. two-day. You know, they're on these shows. We can't move anybody over just to make it easier. So, so. obviously my favorite, I said it already, is AJ Styles. But to make it a little bit interesting, I guess, I'm going to say that... Shinsuke Nakamura wins the Rumble this year, and he takes the title from AJ Styles. So I'm going to book Shinsuke Nakamura as a WWE champ, because that needs to happen, because, man, they're wasting potential there. That, they, we're a little bit vested interest in having yeah. this match, because we are going to WrestleMania yeah. this year. And <laughs> man, love to have that. To, put, to have Nakamura be just like this prop for all these things, he's, he's the Randy Orton thing now, where they just stick him in matches where he doesn't belong. He doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. It's super frustrating to me. Yeah. But yeah, I think him. that's where they need to go to really get Nakamura over. Yeah, he's, he's my pick to win Rumble to go against AJ. Yeah. Other best case scenario for that, I'd say Finn Balor on the other end of things. But mm. Shinsuke is my number one. Please make him win the Rumble because <laughs> he need he does he needs to matter finally yeah. on the main roster. That's yeah. a thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I have him as my U.S. champion right now. Okay, on mine. So for me, U.S. champion is Rusev. Like I, I know he's won it yeah. before. Oh yeah, but come on, hell yeah, like, he he needs he. With the with the momentum he has right now, I know he's in a tag team, but I want to see him win the U.S. title again and run with it on Rusev Day. Okay. Because yeah. And are we gonna all agree as a three that the Usos are keeping the tag yeah. titles? Okay, all right. So uh, what about women's title? Ruby Riot. Nice. I had Ruby too. Really? So that mm-hmm. segues onto my list. I had Ruby, Shinsuke U.S. I just mentioned that yeah. Usos and uh, AJ Styles. My wife had Dolph Ziggler as the world champion okay. because we still love Dolph. Dolph still matters. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, he might. I, I don't. I you know. I don't know. I know that he said that he'd be retiring sooner than later yeah. from wrestling, at least. Yeah. But I think they may have something with this anti-push that they're. You know, I think that he could. Yeah. It's going to be. Here's my theory. I think they're going to do a playoff to Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon feud, where. Probably Bobby Roode is going to win the U.S. title. Dolph Ziggler will show up again with his title. Oh, yeah. And they'll have a ladder match at Mania. Yeah. That's my guess. Also, like, the Cena Punk thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that that's what I think they're yeah, going to yeah. go with. So yeah, I can see that happening. Okay, yeah, so... Because he never said he was giving it up. He never said he was... He just laid it down. Yeah. yeah. So And uh, Daniel never heard from him. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I just like to think that we know he's not the official champion, but he's yeah. going around with it, holding it, defending the title, saying this yeah. is a title match on TV or a non-title match. Right. All that kind of heel heat. So I think that'd be really cool to see them have a ladder match at Mania. Because yeah. they're not going to have a Money in the Bank match, so might sure. as well put it somewhere. Yeah. I like that. Yep. That's how I'm booking it. Me too. Raw. 
including the Cruiserweight Championship, of course, which is a legitimate part of Monday yeah, Night Raw, absolutely. even though they record the show during SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, they just have to be at so every show. So they do, yeah, and they have to double, double mm-hmm. the work. And they have to be the last ones to leave every week after the, the block. Yeah. Know? And you know, I heard how they, I've, I haven't been to a SmackDown taping since yeah. they started all this, but from what I understand, they do SmackDown because SmackDown's live. Mm. They do 205 because that's also live. Mm-hmm. But then they entice the live crowd who would probably leave yeah. with the dark match main event, which will have all your favorites coming back from oh. SmackDown at the end of the night. So everybody does have to stay through the whole show. Okay. But that's how they keep the butts in the seats because some of, sit through 205 live. some of the heathens don't give a shit yeah. and are waiting for Randy Orton to come back. Or, you know, I, I heard yeah. that AJ has to do a lot of dark main events, which is why you don't see him wrestle as mm. much on the closers. Okay. There's your fun fact for the night. But staying on the topic of the cruiserweight title, uh, I saw a recent interview with Enzo, and he was actually talking about Neville, which I couldn't believe. So it's like, mm. and he really doesn't give a shit how much <laughs> he's liked because yeah. he's putting over Neville like a million bucks. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I actually like Enzo now more because yeah. of this interview that yeah. he gave. You should go look it up. Basically, he's like, that's five nights in a row. House shows, Raw, 205, five nights in a row, and Neville was the best guy every night. And if he's burnt out or whatever it is, whatever he's going through, I get it, dude. Yeah. Like, and he was like, I learned a lot from this guy, whether it was NXT or this main roster, he's an important guy in my life. Yeah. So, you know, with all the bullshit and all the television stuff, Enzo loves Neville. That's I cool. love Neville and yeah. he deserved better. He should be a major player on the main roster. And, and I hate saying that because I love cruiserweights and I'm all inclusive. I don't like separatism. <laughs> However, Neville is a legit world champion. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, man, he was gonna, he was going to carry that show and bring it up. And I know that was probably the original idea, at least maybe from Hunter's point of view, this guy's going to make the show great and watchable and appointment television. Mm. But something went off the rails at some point. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a damn shame. But yeah. getting back to all that, mm-hmm. he doesn't qualify because he's not currently, he is still gamefully employed. Yeah. He's just not on the show. Not so that's why I didn't have him. Yeah. As my current cruiserweight sure. champion. <laughs> Went a long way for that. Yeah. But I, like I said, I said it earlier, Neville deserves better. Yep, absolutely. So who would you book with the current roster? I'm basing this almost specifically off of last week, although this guy has been consistent in his matches. But I was just blown away by this guy. And you know him, Grand Model League. No. I mean, he owned it this yeah, last week. his match with tjp oh, and i love tj great. yeah i love gallagher i i think mustafa ali is a future star yeah he's so fun a lot of those guys are really fun to watch yeah. gulak is a is an awesome mm-hmm. character i yeah. think i think drew gulak is going to be the next bobby heenan i really do yeah. i yeah. truly believe that if any well, that's high praise you know, let's say maybe a Jimmy Hart. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I love Jimmy, too. Yeah. Nobody's Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Paul Heyman doesn't even want to be Bobby Heenan because he knows that Bobby Heenan's the best. Yeah. But the next great heel manager, we need more of these, goddammit. Drew Gulak. And he's, he's an awesome wrestler, too. Yeah. But going to be a great manager. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, love, I love a lot of those guys. They just need better television. Yeah. They need a better spotlight. Yeah, they need, because watching these past couple 205 Lives especially, I've noticed the crowd is just dead. Like, yeah. Well, that Enzo shit is, is really hard to watch, man. Yeah, it is. But even, like, the return of TJP, like, I was excited for it. 
and the crowd was dead. They did. They don't care. Yeah, that, they, they got a leak. Max, you were dead with that. They like, gotta put him in a smaller building. They yeah. gotta put it with hardcore fans. Yeah. They need to ECW the shit out of this thing. They need to yeah. tour it separately. They need yeah. to have. A, I mean, they need to believe and invest in it the same way they're doing yeah. with NXT. I realize NXT is a different kind of investment. Yeah, but two hundred five. They need to. They need to have their own producers, yeah. their own backstage people, just like NXT or how they were going to do the British thing. Yeah. And there's enough people on roster. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck you. Bring back Jimmy Jacobs. Have him run 205. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it can't be an afterthought, and it, it's yeah. an afterthought at this point, unfortunately. And Even you, with the matches they put on, because there were really good yeah, matches on 205 Live. It's like you've already made it enough of a bubble. Take it out of your bubble, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it a make it. It's gonna be great if they ever figure that out. Yeah, I actually like your booking for the the, the title. I, I wanted uh, Tozawa to have a better run with Ooh. it. Yeah, he should have won at Great Balls of Fire yeah. too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna book Tozawa as the champ. He's like good, a, like a good couple month run title. Yeah, win. I like the way he. Uh, I mean, people like him. Yeah. He's over. The yeah. kids love him. Yeah, and he loves the kids. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's just fun. Yeah. He's, he's a good dude, and I love watching him work. Uh, yeah. My wife had Gallagher, by the way. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And uh, the Gallagher heel is something I didn't expect, but I'm enjoying it. I like it. I wish he didn't wrestle in all his clothes and his like. That's pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of dumb. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So tag teams on Raw. It's tough, man. The revival is maybe coming back at this point, but I kind of put it my Raw tag team titles on Anderson and Gallows. I did too. My yeah. wife picked the revival, okay. so we're all represented here. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. And you know what? It was funny because I saw a bunch of opinion pieces about two weeks ago. Mm. It was literally like the weekend before they was like, "Oh yeah, hey, let's put Finn and Gallows and Anderson together mm. again." There was literally all these opinion pieces on the internet saying Finn Balor should just quit WWE, <laughs> and what a difference a week makes. Yeah. Also, I'll tell you what. I barely, as the Hulu watcher for Raw, <laughs> yeah. barely saw Gallus Anderson at all this year to the point where I kind of forgot about him for a few well, months. They weren't on TV every week. They weren't. They weren't on well, they weren't weeks even, at a time. Not even on regular Raw? Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. So what a difference that makes. Yeah. They main evented Raw a few weeks ago yeah. in that six man, yeah. and they look like they belonged and because they do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's no wrong answer here. The club, great. The revival is... The team of the future stuck in the past. I yeah, love it. If they can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They need to stop being so injury prone. Yeah. So, Intercontinental title. I'm going to go ahead and hot shot it onto Woken Matt Hardy. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I, that, I, that's I fun see, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a feud with Bray and the whole yeah, thing. Absolutely. Man, I should have Bray as my IC title. I, <laughs> I had Finn and my wife had Cesaro because she's a Cesaro mark. Yeah. And I love Cesaro. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that would legitimize everything. I'm not that he needs it because he doesn't really need the title. Matt doesn't, yeah. but I think it would be great for him to somehow get that into the mix. I want to get it away from the Reigns Miz thing. I would love for him to outdo his brother on singles titles one in his yeah. career. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. It could be. I don't could know. Be, yeah. Maybe I have to look at that. That's a good stat I need to look into. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's had a success. Remember at one time I said I'd have been fine. Go all the way back to 07, mm. maybe, 08. You know, the way the whole WrestleMania 20 ended. It was a perfect moment. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's a perfect moment that we're... It's kind of hard to relive now. Yeah. Most people don't want to relive it because it's just sad now. Sure. But I had an idea a few years later. Matt Hardy was riding high. 
show stealer of the night on SmackDown. Yeah. And then Jeff Hardy was coming up as a singles guy, finally winning singles titles for himself. I envisioned a show where they both won the respective world titles on both shows at WrestleMania yeah. to where they embraced in the ring at the end of the night. And I thought that totally should have happened. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. And then, like, man, I remember going, man, I can't believe I ever thought that after yeah. over the last few years. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that Matt Hardy finally may, uh, and he's going to have this success and he's going to carry his brother now, yep. who was the guy that always got the attention. Yep. I know this is what Broken Matt Hardy was all about. Right. I, I I'm I'm glad to see it on this major stage, and yeah. I I just love that that um you know Jeff Hardy is going to be playing second banana a lot to yep. his brother now, and I love it. Yes, he is. I really do. <laughs> all right. So how about women? I'm going to go ahead and put it on my woman of the year, Oscar. I think I, I it's undeniable like that she's going to get it. And I think she deserves it, and I think yeah. she deserves a long run with it. I think for that reason, I still had Alexa Bliss currently yeah. booked at it, and so did my wife. Yeah. So I'm not just agreeing with her, just agreeing with her, but sure. we, we do have similar opinions. But we also have different, as you can see on this yeah. list. So that leads us to the universal title, Chris, currently held by the Beast. Not that you would know it. Right. You would think that Braun Strowman had it, or yeah. Roman Reigns had it, yeah. or even Kane at this point. Yeah. I love, did you see that guy holding the sign up the other week that says, don't you have mayor stuff to do? <laughs> no, I missed that one. Nice. It was right in the front row. It was great. <laughs> well, for me, my champ would complete the set of the Balor Club. Finn Balor is my ah, universal champ. I want nice. him to have that full circle because he was the first champ. He held it for a day. And yeah. like, he hasn't he, had his rematch oh, still. Yep. He was supposed, the, the rumor was he had it at the Rumble and they completely yep. switched the script. For something I don't want to watch. Yeah, I don't want to watch this I match, don't care Chris. About it. Who's yeah. gonna die? Who's gonna die first? I think they're just. You know what? If they all die, they could justify this whole year. If if every single person in that match dies on TV, right? And then, like maybe at the end, Brock Lesnar's hand comes out of the dirt, right? Because they're gonna turn into like a buried alive sure. Extreme Rules yeah, Hell in a are. Cell match. Mm-hmm. Maybe Brock Lesnar's hand comes out, and then we get a few other wrestling yeah. matches at him. They kill everybody else off. His his hand comes out and pulls Kane's mask down in the dirt. (laughs) Stay tuned for the last theater on the left. (laughs) No, but yeah, just, yeah, Yeah. Finn Balor. Let's bring wrestling back to the title. Needs to be that full circle, I think. He, because he was, they just, he was floundering for months after his initial comeback and then the thing he had with Bray Wyatt that was on and off again. And then he was just doing nothing. He was wrestling like... He was just that guy that they would throw out there because people wanted to see him, but they had nothing for him until yeah. now he's back with Anderson and Gallows with the Balor Club. And yeah. I think I think they need to dominate the summer. I'm I'm cool with that completely. Currently I've got Finn's greatest opponent, at least under the WWE umbrella, Samoa Joe. Mm. Uh Joe needs to be a multiple world champion besides mm. NXT and that company and uh, no more stop and starts. Joe needs to be the center of attention for the most part. Uh, it needs to always be in the world title conversation. Yep. If anything, though, like, you know, I don't know how many years he has, like a lot of these other guys. Like yeah. the guys that, you know, like you should have signed him earlier kind of guys like Styles and Daniel. Yeah. And, and Joe's one of those guys. So I hope he's got a few more years in him. Yep. He needs to win all the titles. So yep. I like Joe. He's cool. legit, man. Believable against guys like Brock are hard to yeah. come by. At least guys that I'm entertained by. <laughs> right. All right. So let's do this real quick. Okay. Before we get to actual top matches of the year, we're going to do like 10 favorite matches of the year. We've talked about most of them on this show, but 
Let's go with uh, a subcategory that I really liked and we both agreed on. Favorite live match you saw this year? Because we've had a few different journeys. We've been to a yeah. few shows now together. We, we yeah. saw a recent ROH show together. But what was your favorite live match of the year, Chris? Well, as I mentioned, I was in Japan for a good part of 2017, actually. And I did go to some stardom shows. I went to two stardom shows at the legendary Korakuen Hall. And I highly suggest it if you can get out there to go see a show there. Because it's like... It's that show, it's, that's the place where, like, every, every federation goes. It's, like, next to the Tokyo Dome. It's, it's pretty amazing. But it was one of Stardom's big shows over the summer. It took place in June. It was for the World of Stardom title. And the match was the champ, Io Shirai, who I mentioned earlier, who had the setback with her neck injury and everything. She was the wonder of Stardom champ, and she was being challenged by Mayu Iwatani, She's like the third in the top three of stardom at the time. Kairi Sane, Io Shirai, and Mayu Iwatani. And so this was basically after Kairi had left. These were the top two women in the company. And they still are, really. And this match was really... It was pretty amazing. Like, I was... It's not a big venue, but I was seated kind of on the risers. And, you know, like the entrance to whatever the risers are. It'll have, like, the really tall, like, wall... But I was sitting like right on the edge of it, so I was there was no one in front of me, and but it was on this big kind of like high rise kind of thing to where there was a big drop off to where the entrance was. Yeah, the entrance tunnel. Yeah, like like football yeah, or exactly. like or like you know a small uh, coliseum show. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was there the whole night, and I'm watching the match. I was excited for the match because I was just getting into both of, both of these women at the time, and Mayu was actually my favorite at the time. It's kind of switched a little bit, but. I'm watching the match and it's great. And then they go out of the ring and they do little stuff around the ringside. And then I see them start walking up the steps. And they come up the steps and they go, I see them, they're down there. Because I'm a little bit higher up and they're down kind of on the, the floor about ten rows in front of me. And they keep coming towards me. And they keep coming towards me. And <laughs> Mayu Iwatani, she like smashed Yoshirai and she was down on the ground. And Mayu actually got, stood right in front of me like on the partition where i was sitting in like inches from my face and she dives off of it onto yoshirai like yes. 10 feet down so let me ask you this chris is was it the atypical japanese crowd that we're we we know where they're politely applauding and not yeah. being all rowdy and so oh, are yeah. you the only guy that's like yeah like i was standing up and... i'm not that kind of guy either in those so i know like, you're not yeah. but by comparison <laughs> were you uh comparison no because you can actually see me on the camera and like i'm Kind of, I the seats in Japan are so small. Well, I guess because yeah. they have so many people. Yeah, and they're you don't all see a lot together. of fat people in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. and there were people on either side of me, so I couldn't move, and I didn't know if I was supposed to get out of the way because <laughs> she's coming right at me, and I'm not sure what to do. So you can kind of see my face on the camera. I'm like, uh, I'm just gonna lean over so yeah, that kept... I don't get in her way and like up like in her legs because she's right there in yeah. front of me. You made a few magazines in Japan. Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got those, pictures to prove it. Yeah. yeah, I was the back of my head was on the Stardom, um, uh, the website. On it's still on the front page. I can point it out to anyone who's interested. Nice. But yeah, that was not just because of that thing of sure. me being so close. But that match was the favorite, my favorite that I saw live because nice. it was it was a great match, and I would suggest like anyone who's interested in like either getting into watching Stardom or something like that, go watch an Io Shirai versus Mayu Iwatani match. Because that's the best of what stardom is. Nice. We'll do. I need to, I need to hook up on that, Chris. Yeah. So 
Mine actually segues into our match of the year because it's in our what we've kind of decided on as our official top ten of the year. Sure. And it's a little loose because we're not being militant about week by week, month by month. Yeah. We will be next year, but I think this is a good list. Now, I, I, I saw actually uh, a couple of Ring of Honor shows this year. You were at one of them. Mm-hmm. I was at one earlier in the year as well. It was a pay-per-view. That was really good, and it was a lot of fun stuff. But it's almost like ROH show is almost like this one long thought sometimes. And I'm not being disparaging by saying that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, everything's just so good, it all kind of flows together for sure. me. And it's hard to almost individualize these yeah. things. So, like, I'd say probably the best ROH match I saw live this year was probably that Cody Daniels match was, mm-hmm. was really cool. But there was so much good stuff, man. It's hard to choose. But i got to say... It's going to be a WWE match. I was at Great Balls of Fire, mm. and the lone star of that show, I mean, there was a few good things on there, but the absolute show stealer, and I think even Graves called it an instant classic because it is, mm. was the Bar versus the Hardys. Yeah. The Iron Man 30-minute tag team title match. That was great, yeah. And as a f- huge fan of the Bar, and... Also one of those guys where I'm like, ah, the Hardys don't deserve this kind of run because Mm -hmm. other people are more deserving of it. This was the ultimate redemption for the new guys, quote unquote. Uh, And also just being in the crowd, we're in the very back of the nosebleeds, basically. And the whole building, this is in Dallas, the whole building, Hardys, Hardy Boys. I get it. You know, we were OG Hardy Boys fans. Me and Chris... Shotgun Saturday Night Hardy yeah. Boys fans. I believe I made a sign one yeah. on one of the shows we went to is like Hardy Boys because he used to wear the tights with like faith and like hope yeah, yeah. or something on those. Yeah, side. and, and people, that, was, that was my sign. And I'm people like, were making yeah. fun of us. I'm like, yeah. no, these guys are going to be good. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. But to me, I, I the equivalent of I felt like Eddie Murphy in Coming to America during the basketball game where yeah. I'd stand up during odd times going, yes, yes. <laughs> and we're like, we've had those shows where yeah. we're the only people rooting for this bad yeah. guy. Before that was a thing. Yeah. Go, oh, yeah. So we're a little bit ahead of our time, you know. <laughs> but I finally got to have that moment again mm-hmm. at the bar versus the Hardys because – it starts off, I mean, the bread of the match. And please, turn off the show now, honestly, if you haven't seen any of these matches, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of spoilers coming up here. The bread of the matches, like to call it, the first fall and the last fall, just shows the bar completely outsmarting the Hardys and yeah. making them look like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't say how, but it was just so well done. And yeah. the drama in the room, because it was, it was like a funeral for a while, but they built the hope up for the Hardys yeah. fans. And when they didn't deliver, and when they got outsmarted again at the end, me and Nola were just like, yes! No. Yes! And everybody was so mad at us. <laughs> it was just a great feeling and a great moment. It's awesome. So... That starts off our 10 matches of the year, Chris. In yes. in no order, although I think I do have a favorite favorite. I think you might, too. Yeah. Let's I talk do. about another one of the matches on here. Sure. Uh, from NXT TakeOver, I want to say Brooklyn, the opening match, if I'm not mistaken, was Johnny Gargano versus Andrea Cianomas. Yes. Love talk that about match. that match. Yeah, I love that match. I think, because I had seen that show before you saw it, and I remember coming over... And I wanted to watch it again, and I wanted yeah. to watch you watch it yeah. because I loved it that much. That yeah. was, I know, almost had been coming up. He had already started having those great matches before that. That I think the one with Gargano 
just I don't know. It it blew me away. I think that's the one that submitted their decision yeah. in putting the belt on. Yeah, I, I truly believe that. Yeah, it's so good. Just and, start to finish. I've watched it probably three or four times since it happened. And Johnny's going to be that guy that he's going to be a Daniel Bryan. He's going to have the underdog stuff going yeah. on for him, so it's always going to carry him. But he's going to give you the best matches. Yeah, like so it was a win win. It's a great story going into the title match they have coming up because yeah. Gargano hasn't beaten him yet. Yeah. He's just shy of beating him twice now. So. Yeah. It's not even a rubber match. It's a redemption match. Right. So we'll see. Uh, another one, man, uh, right at the top of the year. Well, there was a few matches in January that actually just set the bar tremendously high. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about one of those later. But uh, the the title match at Royal Rumble, John Cena versus AJ Styles. Yeah. Is there a better Cena match than that? I mean, we're talking about how great AJ Styles is. Right. But that run of matches that Styles and Cena had. Oh, yeah. They were great. Yeah. And the, I hope it's always silencing the Cena haters. I'm not a Cena hater, by no. the way. For people on uh, online, World of Wrestling kind of thing, I'm not a Cena hater. I think Cena's given you enough entertainment to where you should stop yeah. complaining about yeah. the guy and booing the guy. It's fun to say John Cena sucks now the same way it says you suck at Kurt Angle. Right. It's like a sign of respect now. I get that. Yeah. But John Cena has given so much and it's yeah he's a moment guy yeah i get it he's the moment guy especially now yeah he's also a guy that will take whatever he's given and make the absolute best out of it yeah and all of his contemporary well i don't say all of his contemporaries but when you talk about the flagship guys and there's not a whole lot of them but you know it's back and forth hulk hogan was never that guy yeah i mean hulk hogan was always hulk hogan yeah john cena adapts right and always has yeah and he's better than those guys because of it. Yeah. In an all-time thing, I'm putting John Cena over Hulk Hogan yeah. easily. Yeah. I'm not putting him over Sean or Brett. Right. But that's also kind of a different animal in that yeah, sense. Uh, we're talking tough, about yeah. it's it's the Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan debate, okay? Absolutely. And Cena is seen as a Hogan, and Hart and Michaels are seen as flares. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I, okay. It makes perfect sense to me. Okay. Yeah. So of those guys of Sam Martino, Hogan, Cena. Cena's going to be the top guy. And so. in that conversation, I don't see anybody yeah. else overtaking that ever. I agree. So, But yeah, AJ Styles had the proverbial great match with the broom. But mm-hmm. when when it's all said and done for both guys, it's going to be at the top of their match list. And that's both guys. Oh, that's yeah. saying a lot. And that's what makes it... It's not great because of one or the other. It's great because they both brought it that night. Yeah. And I was super disappointed that Styles didn't carry the title into Mania. Yeah, that was a pro- That was that yeah. was one of the big problems with Mania in general. Yeah, but being a year away from that now, almost a year, going back and just watching that match, it's like you can't deny that match. Even yeah. though I still wish AJ had kept the title. Yeah, that match. Even the finish, I, it was just great. Yeah, and AJ had beaten Cena enough on TV. It didn't hurt him so yeah, much. It just yeah. hurt the idea of how the title was booked going to Mania. You're right, absolutely right about right. that. And there's a little little nugget to watch there. Apparently, I read the next day, Charles Robinson said that Ric Flair wanted to relay a message to him. And he said, don't tell him until after the match. Because he had a feeling he was pretty, if he wins, tell yeah. him this. And yeah. you go, you watch that match, you see Charles Robinson whisper something to Cena after the match. And it's probably just one of those, like, you deserve to be in this uh, status with me when you mm-hmm. tied my quote-unquote number of titles. Flair actually has more. Yeah. But for TV purposes, they tied that yeah. night. Yeah. So you see Cena's reaction. Yeah. It's really, it's a really cool moment, actually. Yeah. So if you go back and watch that match, look for that. Let's move on 
to unfortunately the lone women's match on the on the list but that's just how it fell this year but uh not even the finals which i'll refer to another non-finals match in a tournament mm-hmm. later but um piper niven versus tony storm yeah the absolute get up contrast in everything at all but the talent and the story they told and yeah. they they obviously both wanted this in the worst possible right. way was the most believable match in the may young classic i think loved so. it I, yeah, I thought it was great. And I, I was kind of familiar with both of them because they both come from stardom. Like, I don't think Piper Niven, she goes by Viper when she's there. Yeah. I don't think she's signed to the company, but she's there a lot. She's there right now, actually. Okay. I think, like you said, the story they told in the ring, I don't think, as much as I like Lita and JR, I don't think that they called the story as well as it could have been called because yeah. they were doing a lot of things in that ring. The Like, emotional, there was a connection that, that was kind of missed with the commentary when I just watched it again recently. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a great match. And as much as I love Kyrie Sane, if you you kind of felt like she was going to win all her matches, and that yeah. kind of took a little bit of steam out of it, I think to me. Yeah. And she had some good matches, but I think that Tony Storm versus Piper Niven was the best. It stole the tournament for sure. And so. can I go? Can I add a, one more women's? match yeah sure just this is being aside because sure. i thought about it while you mentioned nikki cross earlier yeah. the match that nikki cross had with oscar that street ah, fight that should be on the list god yeah. damn it i i screwed so, up bad yeah. didn't i well all right well if anybody wants to take one of these that i have off the list and replace with that that's fine. it's top 11 of 2017 there you go i like it it has a better ring to it actually yeah. <laughs> well how about this one and i had this on my list and i i don't know if you begrudgingly agreed with me on this but I could not put war games on the list. And I don't believe this is a nostalgia thing because yeah. I am nostalgic about war games. Sure. I'll give you that. I'm not even saying every war games was great. Matter of fact, some of them aren't good at all. <laughs> right. But that's the idea. Yeah. They took this quote unquote outdated concept. They actually evolved the thought and the things they initially changed about. It, I was like, what the hell? That was my thing is like looking at the cage and knowing what they were going to or just looking at it, I was like, there's no roof on it. Like, yeah, uh, what? the whole idea. It's just like a big cage match now. Yeah. And so I was going into it kind of excited, but also kind of like, man, don't screw this up kind yeah. of thing. And But before we go any further, the principal players in this match mm-hmm. uh, was Sanity, which is Eric Young. It's so great to see Eric Young on yeah. TV this year. Eric Young, uh, Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane, mm-hmm. who almost uh, injured my knee this year. That's a whole other story. Uh, versus Undisputed Era. The uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly versus a weird makeshift team yeah. of the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong, who were like all there because they didn't like the other guys. Right? They just teamed them up, the which is fine. Enemy, yeah. But I'm just glad they were booked. Uh, they they all everybody in that ring deserved to be in that ring for that particular match, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I think the authors are coming along pretty well. I'm not a huge fan of theirs. I don't care about them. But still. I I get why I get why it. they put them in the match. Yeah, that was yeah. a match that they could look good and right. strong and everybody else would benefit from it yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah what should it, yeah it was like it's gonna be a train wreck yeah it was a total train wreck <laughs> and it was the best train wreck i yeah. saw all year it was and you gotta fun. have those yeah you gotta have those in wrestling yeah. and especially if it serves for the breakout of killian dane down the road because this was he stole the show yeah and that was so fun to watch yeah. you know especially when you're in there you know he was a huge star in europe in his own right mm. Uh, but like some of these guys are more technical guys, but I, I'm sure Killing was like, 
okay, here we go. Yeah. Because he went in there and like this the way the character operated, the weapons bit, and the fact that Sandy smuggled a ton of shit in there. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else had to be on the defense now. And there was so much great tandem offense, so much like, oh, kind of moments. Yeah. And it's like, it's a little annoying the way they produce television, but it's almost comical to go back and watch this match and just the replay factor. Yeah. Like, they replayed every move. <laughs> right. I mean, it was like, God. Yeah. When you watch Cena Styles, they do the same thing. But, man, super violent, super fun. Loved every second of it, Chris. Nah, I agree. I think, I think you probably like it a little bit more than me, but I did enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I'd like to see more. I don't want them to outdo it. Like, or I, I don't want them to like oversaturate it. Yeah. Like it needs to be. Don't make it like hell in the cell where there's like three cell matches at night. Every <laughs> right. Year. No, like, no. What I want to see is the way they did it. They had all this stuff kind of. Com- yeah. It was, it, everything was kind of shutting down the show. Yeah. So they had to just put it all in a blender yeah. and say, okay, when we finish this, we go our separate ways yeah. and we move on with the show. It's because there was a reason for it. And yeah. with hell in the cell now, there's no reason for no. it. It's just, oh, we're going to have a cage match. So yeah. who can we put in there? No, because I hopefully they'll have respect to Hell in a Cell by the way they did another match I want to talk about. So we talked about the Usos New Day Survivor Series pre-show match. Yes. That is also on my list. But of yes. course, their Hell, Hell in a Cell match has to be on yeah. this list. So they made it list twice. Yeah, that, that exact thing, you know, the, the feud of this, we've talked about it so much. But like I said, I hope this sets the tone for... Let's not just have the average bullshit Hell in a Cell match yeah. because Hell in a Cell used to mean something. Yeah. And damn it, those two teams made Hell in a Cell finally mean something again, yeah. again for the first time. And can you even think about the last time you gave a shit about a Hell in a There's Cell match? There's been so many of them, no. Yeah, yeah I can't I, think of one. I have to go all the way back to, like, you know, maybe that Lesnar Taker one. That one was pretty good. Yeah. But really. Has it really been the thing since Foley Hunter in 2000? Yeah, not really, no. No. No, I think that was, yeah. you know. Yeah. Go with that. Follow your heart. <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about the Iron Man tag match. Uh, going back, and uh, let's it's going to be NXT basically all the way in a sense. Yeah. We talked briefly about storytelling. To me, there wasn't better storytelling in the whole build-up into the match post-match than Aleister Black versus the Velveteen Dream. That was so great. Like, that was such a surprise to me, too. Like, I didn't expect that, because my NXT watching has been a little bit sporadic, so I had missed some of that build-up to it. Seeing that match, I'd seen some of it, so I kind of knew what was going on. Right. But then just watching that match and how it ended and, like, the post-match stuff, that was just fantastic. And how the story went through the match into the actual, like the, the yeah. written story afterwards. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And Alistair still undefeated at that time. Yeah. The thing is that like Alistair got beat in a multi-man match, his yeah. first pinfall loss. So yeah. he, he got pinned by Johnny, yeah. but by circumstance of being knocked out. So it's like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like, he's still undefeated, yeah. but like he doesn't really, but he is he defeated, yeah. but he's undefeated going in. So he is all the stock in the world. So the whole point of this match was to make Velveteen dream a star. If he'd have just squashed him, like he'd been known to us when they, not squash, but like yeah. he dominates. Right. And that's the whole thing. But it was so back and forth and the contrast was beautiful. Yeah. It's just everything that you, you want in a story. Like, a, that'd be a good match to show someone watching for the first time. Yeah. Like, look what we have here. We have yeah. this 
this dude who's bringing back some of the best elements of the classic Gold Dust character, yeah. mixed in with some references that people will get. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think he's so much Prince as he is Meshack from uh, Mannequin. <laughs> right. But uh, Alistair is just a badass killer MMA hybrid, yeah. whatever the fuck. Uh, tattoos. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it is the ultimate yin-yang on paper. Yeah. But they made this amazing match out of it, and it doesn't it really doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of... Not the feud of the year, which we talked about with Uzos in the New Day, but in my opinion, the rivalry of the year, with only that one exception, has to go to Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. Yep. The two matches I'd like to put in the match of the year, top 11, is their match from the UK tournament, which, if I ever get a chance, and hopefully I'll have it sometime, maybe during Mania weekend, if I get a chance and I ever talk to Tyler Bate or Pete Dunne, I, I lived through wrestling fandom in the year 1989 the heralded trilogy of rick flair and ricky steamboat mm-hmm. i haven't seen a better trilogy since that wow so the three matches they had and it's kind of the thing where it doesn't parallel those matches in the sense of one was better than the other yeah in a sense of like the last match of the flair steamboat one is the best but the third one they had at the end of the year it's really good mm-hmm. it's just really hard to touch those first two yeah the semifinals match is like if you're doing a four on if you're doing on a five star scale, the Chicago match that for one. NXT Takeover Chicago is a five star match if yeah. you have to put Absolutely. a rating on it. They they blew the show up like that was if the show had ended after that match, I would have been fine. Like you can't follow that. They they killed everything. Like it was just the because I did watch it again recently, like doing research for this show. But it's, yeah, it's the way it builds up, and it's just, it gets, you feel the intensity build and build, and you can feel it in the crowd, you can feel it between the two guys, and it's just the way that they put it together, and it's just, they're all over the place, and just technically, like, the the things that they're doing, the little things that they're doing, you just don't see a lot of guys in WWE doing that. No. And it's, I don't know, it's just fantastic. And pro wrestling is an overall presentation, Chris. There's all these factors that can go into a match that could hurt it if you don't do the right thing. Sure. And this boils down to every single sports entertainment issue, music, ring entrance, all that stuff that's important. If the referee sucks, then it can hurt the match. Absolutely. But the other, I think, you know, like besides the video guys in WWE, which I consider kind of the MVPs of the company still almost in a sense, is that the thing we were talking about earlier... What was the announced team for that match, Chris? That was JR and Nigel McGuinness, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> There's not a lot of... I'm not saying because of this. Yeah, yeah. But... It I'd would have s- been a different match had Michael Cole and someone else called it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that the Chicago versus UK match was better because of it. Mm-hmm. But Michael Cole did call the UK match. Yes, yeah, and true. they did have a better match in Chicago. But JR and Nigel calling it yeah. was the icing on the cake of this entire presentation. Yeah. Which is why it's just a it's a perfect moment in professional wrestling history. Yeah, absolutely. Should be talked about for years. It'll be on the teaching reel for oh, decades yeah. to come. I'm sure it's right been, up there with the Flair Steamboat yeah, matches now. Yeah, 10, 15 years from now, you're going to have guys coming up saying that that match is what inspired them to like get in the ring. Yeah. It could be like, it's going to be like one of those uh, Guerrero versus Mysterio and Halloween Havoc. It's yeah. one of those matches where 
it ain't the main event but yeah you're right you know it is <laughs> yeah all right as i said at the top of the show we're going to be back with tons of show reviews retro reviews the monthly wrap-ups matches of the week matches of the month the whole thing we're just getting started here on the super duper spectacular hard relaunch of the wrestling house show which lives where, Chris? It lives on cnjradio.com, where you can go for the entire family of the CNJ Radio Network, which is, of course, the Wrestling House Show, which you're listening to right now. Joey's Rock Strikes 10, that always guarantees 10 songs, no more, no less. Randy Brown's The Synaptic, a true alternative. Thank you. And then my last theater on the left, who started doing podcasts in October of last year for the Friday the 13th Marathon. So go check that out if you haven't listened to that. You can find all of these shows, all of these websites on cnjradio.com. I am trying to keep as up-to-date as possible with current wrestling, like I mentioned before, the four companies that I'm watching. So you can go see what I think about shows as we go, and we'll have our match of the weeks and months and whatnot all on the website. So go check that out. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter, however you want to get in contact with us. Let us know what you want to hear on the show. Let us know what you think about our list. Let us know what your favorites of 2017 were and what you want to see in 2018. Yeah. Uh, Wrestling House Show on Facebook, at House Show on Twitter. Correct. And what are, real quick, 2018. We, we talked about we want Styles Nakamura at Mania. Yes. What else do you want? Asuka, Alexa, I think said that. Okay. Um, I We kind of talked, we did talk about everything we wanted next yeah, year, didn't we? Yeah, we want Revival like, to do good. We want uh, Gals and Anderson. Well, I want to... Oh, and then just today officially announced the signings of yeah. Candice LeRae, War Machine, and Ricochet. Very thankful in the new year for all the new rivals to yeah. NXT. They're, none of them are rookies. But they're the best of the bunch that weren't signed at this point. I want to see sure. War Machine take out the, uh, oh, the Office of Pain. <laughs> oh, they will. Kind of take over for them. They, they totally will. Yeah. They're um, going to send him packing. Man, who do I want to see Ricochet face? <sighs> Anybody. Everybody. 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 <laughs> Let's see Ricochet Leo Rush. That'd be cool. Oh, man. Yeah, and by the way, lay off Leo Rush, guys. Yeah. Leo Rush is a talent. He's he's like 12 years old. No, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm kidding. He's like, what, 22 or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Uh, he is legit. He is going to give you some great matches. Yeah. He's a nice guy, by the way. I should know. I met him. Yeah. Uh, but, man, that guy's a star. And uh, I just hope in my heart of hearts, because I've seen him wrestle this guy twice, all he needs is a match that doesn't get any hype in advance on NXT versus Bobby Fish. Oh, yeah. Watch those guys tear the house down. Yeah. And that'll be his first major win. I sure hope that I'm right about that. That's my bold, detailed prediction nice. for 2018. All right. There you go. We'll leave it with that. We'll see you guys on all the reviews coming up. Bye. We did it. You did it. I did it. I did it. We did it. We did it. Rusev did it.